I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert. Attention. Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. You are my podcast, my only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. Oh, my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. (laughs) Are you interested? I know you are because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know Phone Boy. Those two are those two are pretty interesting to listen to. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You just can't trust them. Fuck you too! You're talking peak no agenda right there, everybody. Yep, we don't know shit about fuck. But uh, what we do know is this is episode 80 of The Lotus Effect, the show that's made up with the content that doesn't matter. And I'm Phoenix. Let me start this off by clearly stating that I'm better than everyone. And, and, and word has it that I'm phone boy. So we finally met <laughs> well, the man whose shit doesn't stink. Yeah! Yeah, and since we've established who the hell we are, maybe we should establish what's going on here. What is this, a freak out? This is kind of strange. This is terrific. I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> Not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes! The danger must be growing for the rowers keep on rowing and they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing! We're there. That's right. The Lotus Effect affects everyone differently so however or wherever the lotus is affecting you thank you for your courage and for propagating the model of the Podfather himself so if you're new to the new the no agenda family well welcome you're apparently apparently new to you're apparently new to this intro too i'm I'm new to the ability to speak at this point (laughs) yes but if you're new to how this works yeah it's real simple yeah, we're a value for value podcast. We provide you some value in the form of entertainment or whatever the fuck you call this. Um, however, you value that, whether it be time, talent, or treasure, or some combination of the three, uh, contribute back to us. And here are the ways you can do that. Uh, so you go to lotuseffect.show, which is where you can find all the past episodes. And we also got a yellow We Like Money button there on the top, and you can send us some fiat fund coupons via PayPal. Um, we are also Boostagram friendly. Uh, we and, and in fact, uh, we've got to be very friendly. Yeah, we've got to play, uh, you know, this. This is a new live son of a bitch because phoenix boosted 10,000 sats so uh, she likes to do that she likes to splash the walls of the lotus with the satoshis yes i do if you want to if you want to be one of the cool kids uh, you can do that with a with a with a podcasting 2.0 app you can you can take off all your clothes and go to nudepodcastapps.com or or if you prefer not to do that you go to newpodcastapps.com and it'll take you to the same place um, and you can find a, a, an app that, that that lets you listen to podcast and stream satoshis as you listen and if you like something you can hit a boost button 
and and send some value to the uh, to the hosts. Um, now you can also send us stuff via the postal mail if you need our address. We can we can we can uh, give you that. Um, so let's go through some of the the the, the, the boostograms that we got over the last week or so. And and how this <clears throat> works with these boostograms is if you've never been in Studio Thirty Three or Rideshare Radio or Rideshare Radio. That's right. When you request a song, of course, it doesn't cost you anything. You can put it in the chat or hit us up on the back channel, however you do it. You can even call 253-237-3321 and do it. And we've actually had that happen. Yes, but we have. no matter how you do it, if you boost your request, it gets put to the front of the line. Yes. What can I say? We're money horses. Yes. So, so yes, a lot of the, a lot of the boostograms are, in fact... Um, are in, are in fact song requests. So, uh, so we'll start off with uh, Phoenix. Uh, she, yeah, she's, she's a lot of the boosters, boostograms here. She boosted 33, 33 sats saying Motorhead, Ace of Spades. Yeah. Uh, then you boosted another 33, 33 sats saying uh, Metallica, King Nothing. And then uh, Piranesi boosted 77, 77 sats saying Studio 33 requests, Dragging the Line by Tommy James. That's a great track. Um, the next three were all for 33, 33 by me. We had one toke over the line. I got stoned and I missed it and smoked two joints. Yeah, and then uh, Weirdo boosted fifty five fifty five sat saying slithery snakes. That was a cool track. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't think I thought I don't think that was an actual request. Uh, but I thought it was. No, it wasn't. There it was turned, something that followed it. No, it no, sounded no. Really good. Uh, let's say so. Piranesi bo- boosted seventy seven seventy seven sat saying, "Hey, let's ride with the passenger, Iggy Pop." Uh, be a fountain and weirdo boosted a thousand sats saying uh, we need some classy music and it was he introduced us to lords of acid pussy that uh, was a fantastic uh, yes. track that we actually played on rideshare radio last night that's right uh we also played uh, your 33 33 sat boost saying if you want pussy weirdo uh is my neck my back lick it um and then piranesi did uh 77 77 sats saying no pussy blues nick cave uh yeah okay um <clears throat> weirdo boosted a thousand sats saying uh bone Hum girl, he got a. I think that's what that I think was. That's what that was. Yeah, and then Piranesi did another seventy-seven, seventy-seven sets saying "Lover Man," Nick Cave, um, which were great tracks. Yeah, those are great tracks for sure. Uh, Phoenix boosted sixty-nine, sixty-nine sets with "Little Pot" with "Lollipop" by Little Wayne, um, and then Dame Boosty Steed with thirty-three, thirty-three sets saying "Led Zeppelin Cashmere Music Request." That, that's a great track. I love, I love that. I think I, I think I will have to acquire physical graffiti on vinyl at some point. Um, that's the album that that's on. Uh, Weirdo for a thousand sats boosted uh, Wowzers by Lil Wayne. Uh, Mary Kate Ultra joined us, uh, boosted 6969 sats, saying, I also require the explicit versions of Wheezy F Baby love songs. Okay, I'm not, I, think we were, we were, I thought we got the right ones on that. That was a little bit of a guess. Um, so, uh, Phoenix boosted 3333 sats, saying uh, for, for Junta, uh, Fountain Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, Fishing in the Dark. Um, and then Weirdo for a thousand sats, uh, saying Tech Nine, Hope for a Higher Power. Power, and then, and then Phoenix again with thirty three, thirty three sets saying "Muck Sticky Thingy Thing." Song reminded me of this one. Yeah, that's. I think I agree with that. And then. Uh Weirdo for a thousand sats uh, saying Joey Cool under pressure, and then Phoenix boosted sixty nine sixty nine sats saying Thor the Wonder Hammer is phone boy spirit animal. Yeah, she's right about that. Uh, boosted via fountain, and then uh, Phoenix boosted thirty three thirty three sats saying Riding Dirty in Smashville that via fountain. Last night, that was last night. That was last night. Radio. And he also boosted thirty three thirty three sats saying seven days of the week by they might be giants yeah actually, oh, you sent, actually you sent a, yeah you, you sent a YouTube link and I had to retranslate it and then you boosted fifteen uh, thirty sats saying white collar hollickers I made an eighty on my sadistics final Sir Bemrose yes uh, you did yeah and fifteen thirty was the class number yes, for so, that class yes. That's- 
the significance of that amount. Yes. Uh, so Phoenix boosted 3333 sats saying, In and Out of Love by Bon Jovi. And then uh, then you boosted 3333 sats saying, Do you take it in the ass by the wet spots? And then finally you boosted 6666 sats saying, Baby Shark Dance by Pink Fong. Oh, we my. need to explain how this debauchery happened. Everything went downhill once there was a request for two live crew, Me So Horny, it spiraled out of control, and this was the result. The baby shark was because someone who shall remain nameless, phone boy, decided he wanted to play Ren and Stimpy Happy Happy Joy Joy, which is another freaking earworm. So I'm like, all right, it's game on. So yeah. I had to do a little baby shark, because y'all know you can't get that shit out of your head when it gets in there. You've all heard it. Arr, shiver me timbers. And boost me, bitch. Yes, right. so please boost us. We we love that. Uh, but uh, we're um, so <clears throat> there are ways to uh, to send us feedback, and we certainly we had it. There was a great uh, conversation about. I think we'll talk about it during toast and jam, or actually we'll talk about it during the the what's Phoenix cooking segment, since uh, since I think a lot of it is relevant. But uh, um, but there are ways to send us feedback. Uh, so you can send us a message on No Agenda Social. You can find me as Phone Boy. You can find uh, Phoenix as P H E O N I X, followed by a bunch of other stuff, um, and then. Uh, but I've got a link to it on my uh, on my profile. Uh, you can uh, send us an email, phoneboy at lotuseffect.show or phoenix at lotuseffect.show. Uh, you can send us mail. Um, you know, we, we get, contact us for an address, but you can also uh, call us. Uh, One ringy dingy. Two ringy dingy. Dell computers. This is Chip. So just remember that Ernestine isn't standing by, but Google Voice is, and we'd we'd love to find out uh, what your what your uh, favorite restaurant is. This that, that is our refire topic this week. So uh, you know. and be assured, your translation will or transcription will be mangled, and you'll become a show title. It will happen. Yes, exactly. So, and we did get some voicemails, and we'll certainly we'll certainly take uh, we'll play all the other ones that came that come in during the show. And it's not too late to get your voicemails in again two five three two three seven three three two one. What's your favorite restaurant? You can have multiple answers. We don't mind. Yes, you know. By the way, even if you're not listening to this live, you can you're welcome to uh, leave us a call and uh, or leave us a vo- leave us a leave us a voice uh, message on the on leave the, us a call. Yeah, leave us a call. Yeah, uh, um, you know it. Write it down. <laughs> leave us a call. So have it. Yeah, I, I know. Because I, because um, yeah, leave us a call. I don't know. This man has been shitting show topics. <laughs> Terrible. Yes, just but I mean, we don't want your shit. Please don't send us your shit. So whatever. No, we, with all the shit he's been shitting, we don't need your shit. No, we've got we've got that. So all right, with that, we're going to get into our health segment, which I which I found the following clip that I think uh, satisfies the uh, the the topic quite nicely. Oh, is someone not feeling well? Your illness is very important to us. Next. Welcome to the Healthmaster Inferno, powered uh, by Pure Me Technology. This goes in your mouth. This one goes in your ear. And this one goes in your butt. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, and then, and then, of course, you get them mixed up, right? So, you know, the guy doesn't know which one to go, which one's supposed to go where. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great. So, um... All right. So under the under the heading of more sugar, um, so there's a new study published in the British Medical Journal that found that drinking sugar sweetened beverages increases the risk of death, including from cardiovascular disease for those with type two diabetes. The study found people who drank the most sugary beverages had a twenty percent increase in mortality risk. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. 
And don't call me Shirley. And Dr. Keith Hopkins of Strive Health, based in Denver, Colorado, says that these results confirm what they've known in the field for a long time. The more we've looked at it, that we've seen that sugary drinks in general decrease the total amount of time you spend on this earth, Hopkins said. So I think in our hearts and on our guts, we've known this, but it's adding more data, more armory to getting this data out to our patients. Yeah, okay, Not it's not just the sugary beverages, y'all. It's, the, it's all the sugary stuff. Yeah, but you know what? It's really sad because you know the sugar industry has a great deal to do with why doctors aren't being allowed to tell their patients the truth that they need to stop consuming this yeah. deadly not, not just Not just in liquid form. No, no, no. In any form. Now, now, the American Diabetes Association on this says, if you want to cut sugar from your, from your drinks, you don't have to be st- sucked solely with water. Their top recommendations for drinks with little to no sugar include unsweetened iced tea, which would never go well in the South, um, seltzer. Actually, there are people who drink unsweet iced tea in the South. I assure you, it's rare, but it exists. It's kind of like a unicorn. That's right. Um, yes, uh, seltzer, diet soda. Now, you shouldn't drink diet soda because the, 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 the fake sugar is almost worse for you than the real stuff. Precisely. Uh, or unsweetened hot tea. Now, I, I, I'm curious that there's no mention of coffee here, which is considered one of them, which, you know, depending on which day of the week you're talking about, there's considered either either the either a cancer or the most healthful drink possible. And they can't argue that it's because of the caffeine content because tea has a higher caffeine content than coffee that's true exactly so um so yeah this is uh yeah it's just yeah that we just we just looked at the story and went yeah well okay they're admitting that that consuming sugar which is granted let's face it a, 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 a can of sugar is got you know 60 grams of sugar in it or something like that depending a can on of what, sugar yeah a can of sugar yeah okay i, I know i'm you're I'm, having one of those days, sir. Yes, I'm having one of those days. But it is, Do I, I mean, need it, to take the reins of this uh, It is a can circus? of sugar. It is a can of sugar. This it little, is truly this. a can of sugar. I'm not yeah, going to Yeah, as she pours one into her, uh, into oh, her fuck jacket. fuck off. You know what? Fuck you! Yeah. I want to hear it. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I'm not denying... That there is a Jack and Cherry Coke sitting in front of me. I own it. Yes. So, but yes, it's a can of sugar that you poured into that, to that, uh, It's a small alcohol. can. It's what, a small can. Yeah, but it's still a can of sugar. Oh. Fuck you! All right. We, so, we keep going back to the same thing. Yes. Why, so, don't, why don't we talk about the fact that new research suggests that depression is actually a common risk factor in the development of other physical health issues like diabetes, high blood pressure, and cardiovascular disease. So these conditions frequently lead to hospitalization. And there's a new study was published in the, what is JAMA? Uh, Journal of American, I forgot what it is, Journal for American Medical, the American Medical Association, I think. Okay, well, whatever JAMA is, it was published in JAMA Psychiatry. And it evaluated the health data of over 13, uh, excuse me, over 130,000 people in the United Kingdom to determine if and how depression was associated with comorbid illnesses that commonly require hospitalization. Now I'm going to stop right there. If you have any kind of mental health issues, there is a really great chance that you could possibly be on some pharmaceuticals be they legal or otherwise but i'll just say we coincidence can't... i think not that's what i'm saying 
you know, we don't ever look at the fact that, hmm, could it be that the drugs that these people are taking is contributing to the problem instead of the fact that, oh, it's just depression. Yeah, well, it's it's as if depression weren't something that has an underlying cause, you know what I mean? Well, it's interesting because the study says that people with depression have a one and a half time greater risk of developing 29 health conditions, including but not limited to diabetes, back pain, and bronchitis. This is according to their findings. And apparently, you know, some of these are the most common causes of hospitalization in people with depression. And they were endocrine, musculoskeletal, and vascular diseases, not psychiatric disorders. Yeah. And if my tongue would work, I promise you I'm not stoned or inebriated. I'm just having a very bad tongue day. We have bad tongue day. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know. So the results suggest that depression may be an effective target for the prevention of physical and mental health issues that can lead to hospitalization. And the research says that... No, there's that, no that's that, what the research that, says. That, Sorry. What, yeah. Wow. Who yeah. the fuck wrote that? They're fired. Yeah, exactly. Whoever the writers are for this shit show, you're fired. Yeah, yeah exactly. That'd be us, I guess. But so, yeah, the, we are the, kind the, of okay. Budget. So, yeah. But here's the thing. So, there's no mention of the fact that maybe, that, you know, because depression, from from my perspective, as somebody who I think, you know, I certainly started feeling better after I started taking care of my physical health. Um, I, I think that there's there is a dietary component to, to depression, right? It's a, it's a symptom of a much larger issue. If you're depressed, you know, you know, I forgot the fact we should have pulled some more clip from Georgia Ede because she does talk about that. Fuck you too. I was sorry. Well, all right then. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't trying to do that. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I still have the clips. I mean, I could pull. I could probably pull them if we needed to. But well, I'm only. I was simply saying. I didn't even think about it when I first read this that we could have pulled some Georgia Ede clips because she does talk about the correlation between mental health and diet. And in fact, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a quick. I'm gonna do a quick search vamp for a second while I do a quick search. Okay. Uh, because well, I'm, I'm not sure what you want me to vamp because, on. Because I'll, uh, I'll no, give it hell. No. Okay. Well, here you go. Diet and depression. You want to? Uh, sure. This is. Uh, this is. Uh, or let's see which one of these clips. I want to do. We'll do. Uh, let's do that one, maybe, and then we'll see this. So this is a sad diet versus American diet. Now I want to do the other one. I couldn't. I, I, this is the problem. I, I was. Uh, you are so funny. Like I said, we should have. That meant. Don't worry about it. We'll move on. That's but true. you are so hell bent for election that you want these clips. So proceed, air phone boy. Yes, we're gonna. We're gonna. This is. I think this is what we want to talk about here. We know from epidemiological studies, which is usually the first step in trying to understand what's going on, uh, that many mental health conditions are associated with the standard, sort of the sad Western diet. Um, But these are just associations. We don't know anything about causality. Uh, This is just a hypothesis. Um, So what did the randomized control trials tell us? So just sit back and relax, and I'm going to walk you through every randomized control trial there has been about diet and depression. (laughs) All two of them. Yeah. So and that right there speaks loudly. There have only been two of these studies done. Again, this speaks so heavily to how tight the grip Big Pharma has on the medical community, community, if you will, because it it takes a lot of balls even as a chick in the medical community to come out and speak against all these things that directly contradict what the government guidelines and all of the 
medical journals, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, are saying. Yes, exactly. So, right, and I think it's, yeah, and of course, uh, yeah, nobody's willing to admit sugar is the problem because I think everybody, even even people who are would be health-minded, kind of a little bit of a blind spot for sugar. Well, so. I mean, think about the doctor that, <laughs> excuse me, I can't remember his name. He was on Vinny's uh, documentary talking about diabetes and literally saying that sugar was the answer that consuming sugar oh, that was, was how oh you... that was oh that was oh that was McDougal I think the, the, the yeah that sounds about right that dude's a fucking idiot I'm sorry yes exactly so now here's another here's another another sort of no shit Sherlock right getting uh, too much or not enough sleep has long been known to be linked to an overall poorer health outcomes and obesity risk now a new study looks at whether a midday nap is linked to either better or worse health outcomes now a multinational group of researchers has published a new study in obesity which is a magazine that can, can, can connects siestas or naps with increased risk of obesity and metabolic syndrome siestas a common practice in countries like spain typically involve a significant break for lunch and a nap before returning to work later in the day now i want to point something out before you continue what is the primary diet in a country like that carb rich as fuck anyone sugar rich as fuck yeah i mean seriously like mexican coke has real sugar in it yes so not saying that I mistake Mexico for Spain. I'm not stupid. Yes. I'm just making the point. Yes. The study found that, that longer CSs of 30 minutes or more were more closely tied to increases in, in indicators of poor health. And this included higher BMI, fasting blood glucose levels and various blood pressure readings. Yeah. They ate too much sugar. That's what happens when you, when you, when you get a big bolus of sugar and then your and then your uh, insulin kicks in. Yeah. You want to take a nap. And that is so epically true. And you know, it's really interesting because of the fact that if trucking companies took two seconds to stop and think about the fact why are your drivers so tired i understand they're being pushed to their absolute brink but at the same point in time why are we not maybe looking at the diets they're constantly harping on making sure that your blood pressure is low and that you don't have diabetes and all these other you know death dealing diseases but we're not thinking about actually attacking the real root cause of what's going on. So you would think that if your driver tells dispatch, hey, I'm taking a nap, maybe if this is happening often, maybe dispatch has a talk with the driver and says, have you seen your doctor possibly? I mean, I understand this could probably be an overreach, but it also could be a proactive move that companies could take if they really gave a shit about the health of their drivers. You know, I, if I had stayed in trucking longer since being on this NSNG thing, I think I probably would have had to call a meeting with the... <clears throat> with the president of the company who had an open door policy and just simply say, hey, if we really do care about our drivers, why are we not taking this particular healthy approach during times like Driver Appreciation Week and such? Why are we not giving rewards to drivers who are, you know, losing weight and doing this and that to improve their health. I mean, I understand when I left, they didn't have enough drivers and they still don't have enough drivers. But, you know, we'll talk about that later in the higher consciousness segment, because we do have an article that kind of relates to why we have such an epic driver shortage in our country. 
Yeah, well, that's true. And, and when I found that art, when I found that article, I went, I know a couple of drivers who might be interested in this. Uh, Very this, much uh, so. Yes, exactly. So, um, okay. So, yeah. And then uh, we've got another one that says, uh, you know, most children with ADHD uh, aren't being treated. Study finds now. Um, but the th- only here's what gets me: the only age group that they focused on in their study was nine and ten year olds. Do you not think that children less than nine and more than ten have ADHD issues that may or may not be being addressed. Why did they? Why did they narrow their scope so dramatically? I think, see, I think my dad was onto something because when I was about seven or eight years old, I think my dad was like, "No sugar after one p.m." and 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 I think it might have had something to do with this. I think he figured it out. I mean, he was a smart dude, you know. Um, so he didn't he didn't always get his due, but yeah, I mean, this is here's the thing: we're not, they don't talk about diet as a trigger, and we all know that you give you give a bunch of sugar to kids they fucking they fucking go crazy and then pass out like exactly so you know much if you look at the lunches that they're feeding kids it is absolutely carb 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 yes i uh, so i did it okay so side digression here since since we started getting the paper like meaning and we get it i get an actual physical copy of the paper now um so um i did actually look at that they have they published in in, in a small town like this they don't there's there's barely enough content to publish to publish a paper couple days a week so uh, but one of the things they published in the local paper is the is the school menu and now i think this last week they said like it was manager's choice because it's the end of the school year and it's like whatever it's kind of whatever they've got whatever's left in the freezer yeah whatever's left over basically um it, it, yeah it's it's their version of leftovers which is even worse than you know leftovers in our house is really good well um, that's because you start with quality you have quality as a leftover yeah, exactly, and exactly. vice versa yeah, that's right so um yeah, the uh, so anyway, the, but uh, I think the break before I was looking at them going carb, carb, you know, I was basically doing the carb count and going, oh yeah, these these kids are fucked. They're not getting anything that barely anything that's considered worth eating, and it's yeah, and, and I'd say this is this is a fairly typical uh, school district here. I mean, it's oh like, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So you you could probably and please anyone out there who has kids, if you're inclined, uh, when the school year starts again, because obviously we're at the end of it for most regions. <laughs> Just send us a copy of the school menu. We would love to see what the differences are, if there are any, quite honestly, yeah, exactly. in the different locations for what they're feeding the children in the public school system. Yeah. So it's something we're going to be tracking now, though, since we got a, we got a local paper now. It's, and it's like I said, it's actually... Absolutely. Yeah. I still can't believe it was it's, it was cheaper to get a physical paper than it, than it, than it was to get a digital-only subscription, but... I don't know. I kind of like having the physical paper, but it serves multiple purposes, like washing windows. Yes, exactly. It's, which it's I a, only recently found out was a thing. Yes. Did Did anyone else know that using newspaper when you wash the windows with Windex, it leaves less streaks? That blew my mind. Yes. Total is, life hack from a guy, even. Yeah. So, yeah, I have a kid. Yeah, she eats the lunch I pack for every day. Exactly. See, that, that's the that's, that's the that's but the, you know what? Here's the thing, Bemlet. Unfortunately, not a lot of parents yeah. are are taking that proactive approach. I'm not saying no one is. A lot of the no agenda people, you know, parent wise, are doing so. But the the swollen amygdala folks, if you will, they're just you know. <sighs> I'm sorry, but I really think that a lot of these people just kind of treat the kids like status symbols. That's why I call them fuck trophies. Because, or crotch goblins. Well, yeah, interchangeable. But ultimately, it's, you know, set 
the little fucker in front of an electronic while you go and chat with Bev and Muff and Buffy over wine yes, instead it, of interacting with the little shit and uh, caring about the future person that that child is going to become because it's going to go one of two ways. You're going to be a nurturing parent and be interactive with your kid and actually touch the little fucker as George Carlin says and I don't mean in an obscene way or you're going to be one of those people that just lets electronics raise your kid then wonders why they hang themselves at 11 years old or turns into a school shooter. Yeah, I wish we had a rant clip for you, which we don't. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, all right. So let's. Sorry, I, I go on these rants because I'm passionate about shit. Yes, honestly. You, yes, you are. Okay, so let's move on to something that actually. Um, I, I, let's move on to uh, honey, which is actually so. You know, we are a no sugar, no grain. However, we we were very. Ha- I was very happy today when we, when we went to the farmers market, and we'll we'll get into that in, in the in the toast and jam segment. But I was very happy today that we were able to go to the farmers market and buy honey locally sourced from our friends at DeBell. Uh, and so, it's so delicious, and it's, and it's very delicious. So now, and you- Felicia, I don't know if you heard the conversation that she and I were having. Yeah. But I was telling her how I had put some honey into heavy whipping cream and made whipping cream that was so thick it could have made its own pie. It was that stand-upable. It was pretty... Oh, it was rich. Oh, boy. Yes. So... So no, there was not a lot of. That's the thing. There wasn't a lot of honey in that. Yeah. In in, in the grand scheme, honey is so much sweeter than than processed yeah. sugar. No, it is. And I mean, if you're gonna have, it's like the least worst of the worst. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, the the best of the worst. I guess you would call it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, but and so, and, and here's the thing about honey, and so. You know, it's something that was obviously available in you know the modern in the you know in the in the you know in hunter gatherer tribes and you know before you know sort of pre civilization. So it's it it's you know and our bodies dealt with it pretty well, right? Because let's face it, um, you were only you had to work to get it because they were not something you know you couldn't just walk down to the corner store and buy a and buy the candy bar like you know like you can do now, right? That you had to actually work for it, and you probably got stung by the bees a few times before you were able to get to the to the hive to get the honey and everything. So um, it's not something that it's something that that we ate as humans, right? So it's but but we also didn't eat it in anywhere near the quantities, and also there's a bunch of other stuff that comes along with it, and so um, you know, and it could be a form of uh, you know it's, uh, to because of what is in honey, it's actually you know that could actually help. You know, the, the article in this article that we we pulled this from actually talks about how honey uh, increases your uh, your, uh, your microbial uh, you know your microbial mix in your in your gut, right? Um, and and so one keeps you from getting the Shiite. Yeah, that's right. So according to one researcher, uh, Alyssa Crittenden, a PhD at Honey, helped to make us human. And she 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 says in this article um, that it appears that the human sweet tooth has a long history in human evolution. Now, new research proposes that honey may have been important in human evolution. Upper Paleolithic, so we're talking about eight thousand to forty thousand years ago, rock art from all around the world depicts images of early humans collecting honey. The images range from figures climbing ladders to access hives residing high in trees to figure smoking out hives filled with honeycomb. Honey and bee larvae are important foods consumed by many populations of hunters and gatherers worldwide. Forager gave me this, the heebie-jeebies, I'm just going to be yeah. honest. Foragers in Latin America, Asia, and Australia and Africa include honey and bee larvae as major components of their diet. The Hadza hunter-gatherers of Tanzania, the population with whom I work, even list honey as their number one preferred food item. Now that speaks to, that also speaks to the... Uh, okay, cue the... Uh, uh, 
I like bugs clip on yeah, that one. Yeah. Ew, you're eating bee larva. Ew. Yes. Oshwell Crunchy. Ew. Yes, but uh here, Sorry, here but, no but here but here but remember we, we talk about the remember remember a couple of weeks ago we talked to, we had the you know that that or we were, you know we were talking with about the Gary Tobbs book and they said, you know, we get that taste for honey and we're always going for it, right? And right. you know, think about what we what we've had to do as humans to be able to work out how to get the honey, right? I mean, so that, that we're, And so, we've come up with pretty ingenious ways, honestly. Yeah. So, but but again, here's the, here's the thing, right? So this honey is is as nature created it with everything that it's supposed to come with, right? And so, yeah, you know, and, and so yeah, maybe a little bit of that, and 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 I felt, you know, and I hear even carnivores talk about, yeah, I have some honey every now and again, but you know, make yeah. sure it's locally sourced. Um, right? <clears throat> one of our future guests, yes, my professor that is paleo, yes, uh, was actually talking before school ended about every once in a while she has some honey. Yeah. So. You know, that'll be a talking point that we can discuss, kind of a follow-up piece of how that fits into that particular, you know, finger quotes, lifestyle or diet. Well, exactly. And I think it it is the kind of thing that our ancestors would have eaten, and and it's in a form that we would have eaten it in, right? And honestly, I'm at peace. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm actually at peace with occasionally having some honey in the form of maybe something that I make. Not an all-the-time thing, but every once now and again, you know, a little life into living, uh, as opposed to using... Yes, I agree with that. I mean, it's... Processed not- sugar in anything at all. We can literally transition ourselves strictly to honey. Yeah, exactly. And I got... And the, yeah, the, yeah, and the stuff that, uh, that that Felicia and Jeff... Oh, my uh, gosh, the, the yes. That's why we're going to probably spend obscene amounts of money just on honey, because... You're gonna pay for quality, and we don't mind doing so. Yeah, that's right. We we love yeah we love we love getting their honey. We yeah we I th- yeah I thought we'd uh, yeah benefits a local yeah, ben- farm benefits a local farm, and they're that. great and they're great people too. They are. So um so honey actually contains a range of beneficial microbes contributed by the bees and the plants they forage, including lactic acid producing bacteria, so lactobacilli, and when eaten raw, so may I- contribute to health promoting strains and to our bodies. These bacteria have been identified as indispensable to the immunity of the individuals and the hive as a whole, as well as in. Inf- uh, affecting the behavior of the different types of bees that inhabit these complex colonies. Considering the possibility of our ancient co-evolutionary relationship with honey, is it possible that our own immune systems and microbial populations share dependency on honey-based microbes? It's an interesting question. It Uh, is, but also there is one very important thing I need to point out that I'm sure our listeners know, but you cannot for any reason give honey to a baby. Yeah, that, that's true, and it, it can be. So you got to, you, yeah, you definitely need to be careful about that. So now this is uh, so we move on to pollution, which I, which so there's a, there was a, you know, again we got another, another one of these articles that talk. No, well, you missed a very important point that you had put in this. I, I, I think I, I said it at the beginning though. I, I said, uh, did that, you? Yes, I did. Yes. So you know, and I, well, I actually I think I should probably emphasize what I think I see what you're saying. So now here's the thing, and 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 this is something I did when I first got to Tennessee. I actually went and found. I actually went and found it was on a it was it was on a roadside at the you know right right near the the Airbnb that that I stayed in for the week in in, in Kingston, right? And there, they, so I picked up some some local honey. Now, granted, it was for it was from that side of the the mountain, but it was you know, but it still served its purpose. The the idea of it is to try and because again all the flora and I, I went from Pacific Northwest flora fauna to uh, you know to Tennessee flora fauna which is which is a bit different as you might imagine so uh, so yeah and I know I've had some yeah it's a lot redder yeah 
Well, not only that, but it's also, yeah, I also have a experience going back to, uh, like, oh, I think it was 2002. We were we were driving down to, uh, you know, this, yeah, and in fact, I think it, no, it was actually like 03, kind of, yeah, that kind of time frame. Cause, and it was before my, before Gracie was uh, conceived, because that, on that, it was on that trip that I found out I think she was pregnant. Um, but anyway, uh, but anyway, they, but I, we were driving down from Atlanta into, into Pensacola and I felt my allergies just go completely out of control. I had to get a steroid shot. That's how bad, cause I couldn't, Eek. yeah, that's how bad my allergies got. Yeah, they have some serious so, like airborne shit yeah. in that part of the country. Yeah. So this is, yeah, exactly. So I wasn't sure what to expect being here, right? Because I've been, you know, and obviously I've been to Tennessee a few times, so that, that, that's a, which is, which is another discussion we'll probably have. It at some really point. depends on the season. Oh, yeah. Is one thing I've noticed. I don't know if you have in the last year. Yeah. But depending on the season will depend on how bad your allergies oh, get because oh, it's totally possible Well, it's, it's different. in the winter time yeah. to, dr- to have an allergy sit. Oh, I had, oh, and, oh, even in California, the, the acacia trees in in that they like in the in you know in the in the central coast there yeah i had a i had allergy but that was that was the thing that killed me so that's always when i had allergies was actually in the winter um and i even kind of and i think that also translated up in the pnw although i'm not sure exactly to to what um but uh, i really think it has to do with mold spores it might it might very well be because if you think about there's a high humidity in the pnw it's very yeah. fucking wet up there. Yes, it is. Same thing down in Florida. Very high humidity. Two of the worst places yeah. for your allergies to go ape shit. Ergo Hawaii, I didn't have allergies. That's interesting. Yes. So Hawaii's got high humidity. Oh, good God, yes. Yes, good God, yes. Okay, so I think I've covered that topic now, have I not? Yeah, I think I have. I okay. believe you have. Okay, so now... Um, now, air pollution can dramatically increase your uh, affibrillation risk, which is kind of like, uh, you know, and I saw that type of, I'm like, uh, did we really need a study for this? I know, uh, water's wet, too. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I mean, with all the years of smoking, you know, the, and we know, what, we know what smoking does to your lungs. I mean, that's literally ingesting, you know, uh, toxic waste into your, in, into your lungs uh, willingly, right? As opposed to the passively when you go to, a, you know, you go to a polluted city in China or something, right? It's a, it's a you know, the, but, uh, you know, what, what the story says is the risk of a Arrhythmia or irregular heartbeat appears to be elevated even after relatively brief exposure to heavy air pollution, according to new research. The study, published in the Canadian Medical Journal Association uh, Journal Monday, evaluated how hourly exposure to air pollution across China, an area that has consistently high levels of air pollution, was associated with arrhythmia. I mean, seriously. I want to point out, um, I don't know if you heard about it, but when they had the Olympics in China, the air pollution all but fucking vanished. And nobody's been able to figure out how the hell they managed it. They 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 had all the factories shut down. You know that's a very valid answer. Yes, that that Kudos, is exactly dude. that's exactly what they did. Uh, you wanted to know the answer to that question? They they yeah they, they the state forced them all to shut down. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yes. So wow. That's, okay. Yes. You know you know in, in a communist government they can do shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the cow farts that's killing the environment. Yeah, pretty Just much. Saying. Yeah. Exactly. Much like when the 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 air was uh, right after they, you know, so right after COVID kicked in, right? And then oh, yeah, and people like everybody had to shelter in place and Yeah, the, I I, could, I will tell you as a truck former truck driver uh during the time that that was going on and I was driving, yeah. That was the only good part of COVID was that there was a whole lot less dickheads on the road 
Yes. Well, not only that, but it was... In cars. I'll specify. Because there was still a plethora of dickheads in trucks. Yeah. Well, exactly. Because, you know, they had, they had to get stuff from point A to point B, right? You know, the truckers were the ones who allowed the, allowed that shelter-in-place shit to even put, potentially work. Um, but anyway, so... It, okay, so Phoenix Rant incoming. We still need a clip for that. Yes. Here's my problem with that. Before COVID, we were just big, loud, smelly, and in the fucking way. After COVID, we were everybody's best friend. You know, let me buy you a cup of coffee, pat on the back. So a great big... Fuck you! To everybody who participated in that particular shit show of emotion for the truck drivers. You didn't give a fuck about us before COVID, much like gun enthusiasts who when the shit pops off and you've got one on your hip, they're the ones who are hiding behind you, the ones who were just saying how guns should be banned and guns are bad, and then something pops off and they're hiding behind you. Save me! That's how I viewed all these assholes who went from... Uh, big trucks in the way. Uh, big trucks bad. Fuck you, smelly drug addicted trucker. To oh, let me buy you a coffee. Thank you so much. Like jam it up your ass. Sorry, Phoenix rant over. Yeah. Well, here's what I have to say. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face. Precisely. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, okay, let's move on to the big pharma big lie. Which, let's do that. Let's do that. So, um, yeah, we we we. So um, there's an article. It's the beta wait, blockers. Wait, you titled that big pharma big lie? Big pharma the big lie. I have a question. What? Did you have a stutter? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or I saying the same thing? Uh, anyway, that's my point. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, the, the, it's that meme, you know, where you say that to show two things is that they're the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So, so people with high blood pressure are sometimes treated with beta blockers in cases where other medications have not worked. Also known as beta adrenogenic blocking agents, beta blockers work by blocking the effects of the hormone epinephrine, aka adrenaline. Beta blockers are also widely used to lessen the risk of further heart attacks or death. However, a large new study published in Heart, which I guess is a journal of sorts, an international peer-reviewed journal that keeps cardiologists up to date with research advances in cardiovascular disease, suggests that this is not warranted in patients who don't have heart failure. Now, I, 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 I mean, this is. I, I wonder if maybe the, maybe the. I don't know. I don't know if this is the case or not. Right. So, so maybe, maybe, do we know what effects that dulling adrenaline has that are downstream that may be worse? So you may be trading one thing for something else. I mean, aren't you often though when it comes to big pharma trading one evil for another? Yes, you are. So again, I don't. Oh, th- doc, I have a pain here. Take a pill. Well, doc, now that pill caused this. Oh, here's a pill to get rid of. That that off oh, shock doc here comes a third where does it end yeah, exactly so um then, then we talk about and then we got uh we've got uh, uh, you know a couple of ozempic stories and this one um we 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 dug into this one about um that, that uh well, t- we've been on ozempic for a good minute yeah because despite the fact that you're having this rapid weight loss from ozempic or wagovi yeah, they're finding that it causes a decrease in muscle mass and it lessens bone density and it lowers your resting met- uh, metabolic rate, which can lead to sarcopenia. Now, what's sarcopenia, you might want to ask? Well, we have that answer. It's the gradual loss of muscle mass, strength, and function, and it's typically associated with aging. 
Now, lifestyle changes such as increasing protein intake and incorporating strength and resistance training can help to combat the muscle and bone density loss while you're taking these GLP-1 medications, which stands for glucagon-like peptides, in case anyone's wondering. Well, here's the interesting part. Sarcopenic obesity mimics regular obesity, and it occurs when a person's BMI is in the normal or low range, but their levels of lean muscle are so low that fat and bones are the only only metabolically active tissue. There's this doctor, Rika Kumar, and she's a practicing endocrinologist in New York City and the chief medical officer of the weight loss clinic known as FOUND. And she added that while a benefit of the GLP-1s has generally shown positive cardiovascular outcomes data or outcome data, so which means less heart attacks, less strokes, less cardiovascular death, she predicts that this benefit won't be there if patients have sarcopenic obesity. Yeah. Now, of course... I decided we because 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 we were doing we were looking at this so we're putting the 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 the, the show together we were, we were looking at that looked like a typo or something and so we actually found out that uh, so I went and did a little bit of uh, research on this thing so uh, found is a looks like a it looks like a weight it's a weight loss clinic of of sorts and and uh, wait a tie to big pharma yeah. you don't say yeah, hold the, on surely you can't be serious I am serious and don't call me Shirley. Yeah, they look like they—they look like they're big on, on on pharma solutions, which really tell you all you need to know about this place. And I, I, I swear I saw ads for Noom on on the article for this. Uh, you for this did, place. yes, I did. So because uh, I did, yes, you did. And what's interesting is you mentioned the fact that it looks like they're big on pharma. Okay, you've got this doctor Carl Nadolsky, who's an endocrinologist and a diplomat at the American Board of Obesity Medicine, saying that physicians need to embrace the potential adverse effects of some lean mass loss while they're treating people with obesity and help patients migrate that, or excuse me, mitigate that with resistance training and protein optimization. However, he also pointed out that research shows despite whatever lean mass loss accompanied weight loss while taking these drugs, the individual's health improved. And the improved health includes cardiometabolic health, like type 2 diabetes and reduced cardiovascular outcomes, along with physical function and quality of life. Now, he also mentioned that we should not be using obesity pharmacotherapy or surgery in those who don't have the disease of obesity, and thus the benefits will outweigh any of the risks if utilized in the indicated patient population. To me, that sounds like a real contradiction in terms. Yeah, because, okay, if you don't, and honestly, like... Those effects, right? I mean, even if you're not, uh, people are prescribed those medications, uh, presumably that have a normal weight, right? And may have less of weight after they, you know, after they take the drug and not, and, and but. Uh, if your doctor is prescribing that drug and you are not clinically obese, get a new doctor because that guy right there is saying if you're not obese don't take this fucking drug because it's gonna wreak horrible havoc on your body but then in the same sentence it's like well if you're really that obese yeah the 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 risks really don't outweigh the benefit yeah well there's a lot of there's a lot of bullshit there we know this so um i'm sorry it's big pharma that's again redundant 
Yeah, yeah, I would stay away from that drug. So, and it, it seems to me you're trading one set of problems for another. Now, it really uh, does. Yeah. Now we did actually, and we don't even know. We're we're only now starting to see, in various ways, the problems this drug creates, where you are literally trading one problem for another. Yeah, exactly. So, but well, but we did pull the data from the study because I thought we thought that was interesting. So, the mean change in body weight from baseline to week sixty eight was negative fourteen point nine percent in the semaglutide group, as compared with negative two point four percent with placebo, for an estimated treatment difference of twelve point four percentage points with a 95% confidence interval. Yeah. So more participants in the semaglutide group in the placebo group achieved weight reductions of 5% or more. Um, and, and then, you know, 10, you know, 10% or more and 15% or more than um, the, with all the different numbers there. Um, the now, cha- I, I want to point out real quick though, before you continue yeah. to explain to anyone who doesn't understand a confidence interval, you literally have to have a result of more or excuse me, less than, point zero zero one percent in order for their theory to stand so it was kind of like shooting fish in a barrel because both the numbers the 13.4 and the 11.5 were all on the negative scale I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, is that yeah, but uh you yeah, know the 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 change in body weight from baseline to week 68 was a negative thir- uh, 15.3 kilograms or 33.7 pounds, uh, so magic number there uh, in the semaglutide group as compared with uh negative uh, 2.6 kilograms or 5.7 pounds in the placebo group estimated treatment difference 12.7 kilograms or 28 pounds with 95% confidence interval blah blah blah. Okay, so particip- Okay, so let me explain that. Yeah. The 12 the negative 127 is your margin of error in that. Yeah. So in other words, it can go 12.7 kilograms either way. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Breaking it down for anyone who has never taken statistics. Yeah, and never wants to. (laughs) Yeah, I don't recommend it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, so... Participants who received semaglutide had a greater improvement with respect to cardiometabolic uh, risk factors and a greater increase in participant-reported physical functioning from baseline than those who received placebo. Nausea and diarrhea were the most common adverse effects in, with semaglutide. They were typically transient and mild to moderate in severity and subsided with time. More participants in the semaglutide group than in the placebo group discontinued treatment owing to gastrointestinal events. Hmm, Interesting. Yes, interesting. So, and, it could, and of course, then the question is, you know, when you're losing weight, where are you losing it from exactly? And I think that's a, you know, we, and, you know, obviously. Well, that goes right back to what we were talking about with losing the muscle mass. Yeah, because if you're doing it healthy or in a healthy way, you should not be losing equal amounts of fat mass and muscle mass. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and this is, okay, so, um I guess okay, so I think we're on to the we we talk. I guess we could also the thing that we've lost now is our hair, right? Apparently, uh, yeah, y- yeah. Surprise face. Uh, another thing, Ozempic is causing hair loss. Yeah, the, there's a wrinkle in the conversation, as the thing says. But you may have heard about, of course, all the weight loss. But the uh, you know, but uh, some people are saying that yeah, they're losing hair too. And and now health experts say that losing hair during a dramatic weight loss isn't uncommon. Uh, 
Telogen, if, 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 uh, Call if, it T-E. Yeah, T-E, right? Is a diffuse shedding of hair that occurs approximately three months after a major stressor, said Susan Massick, MD of a dermatologist at Ohio, at the, the Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah, we have to say it as the Ohio State because that's, that's right. because that's, you know, that's how you're We mock to. them. Yes, exactly. Though we often think of stressors as emotional, such as grief related to losing a loved one or a divorce, Massick says that weight loss is a physical stressor to, to the body, to which I call, let's see if I can find it, <clears throat> Bullshit. Exactly. Okay. We both. Yeah, we now, both. Okay. I want to preface this with this as well. Okay. The amount of weight that the people who are taking the Ozempic are reporting losing in just over a year, we literally lost triple that. You lost yes. triple that. I lost more than double that. Yes. So- just by taking away all the sugar and doing... Even 30 minutes of exercise, I didn't go crazy. And what was it? For the first year that you were doing this, yeah. you weren't even running? That wasn't It wasn't run. until like a year into it that you started running. So there's much safer ways to do this, which is one of the reasons why we do this show, is so that people can understand that, one, you don't have to die from these death-dealing diseases, and two, you can lose weight without pharma. Because all you're doing is lining the pockets of some greedy cunt who doesn't give a shit whether you live or die, whether taking his medication is going to cause you to have anal leakage. That's right. So, um, and yeah, so the question, yeah, I think the stressor is the, is the pharma, you know? I do too. Yeah, exactly. Because so. you, it's still such a new medication. And how many people read the 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 stuff that the pharmacist gives you with your medication that lists all the potentials that could happen there the lists just keep growing and growing yeah why would you want to subject your body to something that can cause you anything from uncontrollable shaking and you know migraine headaches to ultimately cancer and and death in some cases like why when there are alternatives i understand oh popping that little pill is just so much easier until you look like a fucking cancer patient because all your hair fell out and you look like a skeleton with no hair because you've lost all your muscle mass there just doesn't seem to be and and I can tell you, I read the recommendations for how much increase in protein that they're recommending. It's obscenely silly. It's not nearly enough. Why don't you just try eating protein, eating high fat, cutting out all the sugar and the grains and the seed oils that make your joints hurt? Believe me, you'll be so much happier. But again, I know, so much easier to just swallow that pill. Yeah. And uh, you know, speaking of uh, yeah the low low uh, low low uh, low carb whatever yeah so yeah so here you get we got a we got an article and and again in Healthline a low fat low carb diet longer life is that was what the was what the what these the the URL says so question phone boy yeah is what? water wet. I mean, duh. But low, but they're saying low fat and low carb. They they can't get their head around the fact that they're trying to they're trying they're trying to link the two. Yeah, they're yeah. A healthy low fat or low carb diet could be the answer to a longer life. That's well, it a says or. Yeah. In fairness to them, it says or. Yeah, and actually, it's and actually even there, there's a, there's a guy in the low carb community, Doctor Ted Damon, who's at, who actually did the uh, you know he actually said, look, if you do a low fat diet correctly, you could you can actually do it. It's really hard to do. 
and do it right. But yeah, you can do it. And, and yeah, it's going to, it's going to suck. Right. So yeah, but that, you know, anyway, this is according to a new study published in the journal of the internal of internal medicine that examined the effects of low fat and low carb diets on disease and mortality in middle-aged and older adults. In the study, a healthy, low-fat diet was characterized by a low intake of saturated fat and high intakes of plant protein and high-quality carbohydrates. Previous short-term, short-term clinical trials have shown health benefits associated with low-fat and low-carb diets for weight loss and heart health. This new study, however, adds nuance. Now, while low-fat diets have been associated with fewer deaths from all causes, cardiovascular heart disease and various cancers, the new study's findings on low-carb diets were slightly more complex. Overall, low-carb diets and unhealthy low-carb diets were associated with significantly higher total cardiovascular and cancer mortality rates. Now, a healthy low-carb diet was associated with slightly lower death rates, though. Now, I was... Now I was I, I went through this uh, study a little bit and I was trying to find out well, I was trying to figure out okay so what did they do well they did a food frequency questionnaire which we know is a bunch of bullshit right so, oh completely yeah. but I have a question before you get into that theory yeah. so let's just say that the low carb diets that they are referring to are arguably like Atkins or Jenny Craig or any number of the big brand names if you will. The one thing we know consistently about each and every one of those is that they have the fake sugars in them, the erythritols and things like that, because people just absolutely positively could not wrap their brain and grains. Let's be honest. Yes. Okay. So they're not cutting any of the shit that either is or turns into sugar out of these meal plans for these people. Well, and and again, okay. So if you're, if they're using. So you're not even. Yeah. So, okay, okay, You're okay, not so, even doing something healthy when it comes to the no, low no, but here, carb. But here's the thing. This is all self-reported, right? There is no definition. Because I was trying to find in this report, in this in this study, how do they define these diets, right? Right. Because definitions matter, right? And they're, yeah, they're words not... Words do matter. They, they word matter. So, so what is a low-carb diet? What is an unhealthy low-carb diet? What is a what is a healthy low-carb diet? I don't know the answer to that question. And, and so... And they're also doing this with food frequency questions which we know are complete and utter bullshit because they rely on self-reporting and you know and again people you know we we know that that we we lie to the people that are doing the the, the surveys because we want to look healthier than we actually are yeah we don't want to be judged for our poor decisions yes accountability people yeah exactly so um so in any case we just so th- this this so they're, they're they're trying to say yeah okay well you know this low fat thing we've been telling you is is, is still good but this low carb thing yeah we're going to kind of say yeah we think it's less healthy but but it should work too right they're they're they're, you know, they're trying to slowly back away from their position that that high fat was a problem was ever a problem but that's right you know, because it, they refuse to admit that Ansel Key's study was biased as hell. That's right. And that, frankly, they bought it. Yeah. They, they thought not two shits about it. They went, oh, okay, sure. Let's yeah. make this prick a high-ranking official in the health industry because, you know, God knows they didn't look at the scatter plot on the 21-country study that became the seven-country study so that it would fit into his demographic of the point he was supposed Trying to prove. Yeah. Ooh, fuck that you. Was not, I was not going for there that. There you go. Ooh, look who knows so much, eh? That's what I was going for, actually. Okay. Well, 
I mean, literally, I've between the statistics class and just the general give a fuck I have about this subject, mm. you know, between doing the English paper and all the things, you know, if I'm going to talk to people about living this lifestyle, I want to actually be able to be educated about the facts that I'm giving them so that I don't look like an asshole. Yeah, oh, that's true. And, and it's better to, you know, and I always you know, I think somebody asked, that, you know, would, would you would you take health advice from a doctor who's a, who's a clearly a, a, as obese as you are? Right. Um, and that's, you know, that's a question. You know, and the answer is no, I don't know. I wouldn't take di- I'd take dietary advice from, you know, maybe somebody who used to be at my side and is now not my size, I think I think I might be more inclined to listen to him. Right? Yeah, or, or kind or of a proof in the pudding type yeah. person. Yeah, you know. So okay. Now I think we I think we are done with our health segment, which is which is good. I think we, I think we made good time on that. And so now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce the happiness segment by the following clip. I'll play it. The key to life is a penis in your asshole. Yeah. So you know the, we, we, the Super Troopers too. Of course, we gotta we gotta we gotta watch that movie at some point. So now exactly. I I found an article, and this is this this is kind of a what the fuck story that we that I found, and 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 so the the, the the story goes something like this: Two years ago, I divorced the man I love after coming out as a lesbian. We still co-parent our dog, so we stay in touch throughout the year when I'm traveling. I stay in my ex-husband's guest room when I'm in town. Those trips are often filled with tears. The actual fuck, y'all. I, I'm seriously to read this article you can tell that there is still something between them but she is fighting so hard to convince herself that she isn't hetero anymore and he just he's trying to hold on to any piece of her that he possibly can I would be interested to hear the follow up on that story after the dog dies I'm just saying not wishing it but honestly as someone who has been on that side of the aisle and now sits back on this side of the aisle, yeah, that story just didn't work for me. You're literally causing yourself more pain by continuing to have contact with this person. I understand you want to be, you know, your divorce was amicable and you want to be friends and that's great, but I really think staying in his guest room that used to be their guest room because it's the house they shared, there's just so much torture you're putting yourself through. It's like she's not, she doesn't want to completely cut the cord. You know, now they're going out with her parents to dinner again. Like, this just all feels really wrong. That is a thing where you need to just cut that relationship or, completely or, off. Yeah, or realize that, that you know that, that that's who you're supposed to be with. I mean, there, there's yeah, co- there's a couple I, ways to look I, yeah, at it. There, I, I didn't mean to be insensitive that maybe this is her, yeah. you know, person she's really supposed to be with. Who the hell knows? Yeah. I mean, when you think about the fact that I was a certain way for a certain amount of time, and then I met you, and all the tumblers fell into place ultimately. I mean. Yeah, exactly. You know. Exactly. So it, it, maybe it's maybe it is the right person, but it's the wrong time. You know right. that, that we because you know, that's one of the things that happens with uh, with true flame. Sometimes is that people sometimes it, it's yeah they they get they're they're not ready to be together. It's the, but but they're they're drawn together and they can't and, the, and the, but the time isn't right. You know so that this is so there's conflict and this may be yeah. And we've kind of talked a little bit about that where like the overlap of 2016. And a couple of other various things that, yeah. you know, kind of right. came together to 
near misses, we'll call them. Yes, exactly. We, we talked, and, to- and it wasn't until the universe decided we were ready. That's right. In individu- as individuals, for it to present to us the message it was really trying to send, because there's a lot of things we talked about that were. Um, like signs from the universe, we didn't know at the time they were signs. Yeah, that's right, and we yeah this is yeah this was a conversation we we had earlier this week about yes. about different signs and mm-hmm. and yeah I think it's so we it's yeah it's a complicated thing right this this the you know, relation human relationships are complicated and so we it's um you know I don't know I hope she figures it out whatever the whatever this whatever it ends up being but uh, it's just it was just exactly it, but it is kind of the thing you have to you you, you see these stories sometimes you just kind of go wow like you know it could it could be straight it could it could could only be worse in milwaukee as i say uh, all i'm yeah. saying is i understand wanting to stay friends with your ex and it's great if you can do that i just think that you're torturing yourself by staying in the house that y'all shared and now y'all are going out to dinner with your parents it just doesn't it's a lot of mixed messaging if you ask me well, I, yes. I really feel like that's a lot of mixed messaging going on yeah i mean there's a re- one of the reasons i wanted to get as far away from you know who was possible was because yeah i didn't want i, I wanted to make sure that it was that yeah that clear clean break a clear clean break exactly so yeah, but okay so so let's double click on that for a moment what would have happened if it had been amicable what if it had been a thing where she was willing to be a reasonable individual and sit down and talk to you, you know, sans the kids, and just be like, look, yeah, we both acknowledge it's totally over and we don't want to be here and, you know, here's the blueprint for how it's all going to go. I mean, we know she's a, a narcissistic twat and that never would have fucking happened because she's just completely out of her fucking mind. But yeah. we're not going to rant on that today. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're simply saying if things had gone differently for you, do you think that you would have continued to possibly have communication of any type? Now, understandably, okay, the two of y'all weren't talking for any reason basically for an extended period of time so we know that the scenario that i'm speaking of is completely implausible yes I'm just it's, saying it's, if. well again i think there, there's a lot of things that would have to be true for that to have happened and yeah things would be yeah you know, again things would be a lot different you know who knows i mean it's just that like i said this this is a um yeah, we're trying to get you know the, the, the you know this yeah this sounds very depressing but yeah that we're the, these are people that are theoretically doing things to try to be happy and finding out they're not happy. It, it's it's kind of like spinning around yeah. in a circle because you can't figure out which way to go. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, so so to go into the so to go into the depression a little bit more here. Um, so in the past year, forty one percent of LGBTQ uh, youth reported that they considered attempting suicide. Now the article that we that we've found blames society but it, god it misses so many things right i mean that that might be contributing i mean it's not just it, you know yeah there you know there, there there's some acceptance issues and for sure but there there's a lot more that can that, that goes into these mental health disorders it's not yeah, just- because you don't go from being just okay one day to deciding that you're going to slit your wrist or take some pills or whatever it is that you want to try to end it all with. There's a progression there. And to me, if you have, and, and I validate that, you know, people who are 
in the LGBTQIA LMNOP community, I, I get there's a lot of shit out there. There's a lot of oppression. There's a lot of hatred. There's a lot of stupidity on both sides, quite honestly. And that can be overwhelming, especially for, you know, the cold front we're having across the country. There's snowflakes everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So, unfortunately, when you're already in that headset, more than likely you are either getting mental health, which means you're on medication, or you can't afford mental health, which probably means that your diet is shit, too, because you can't afford healthy food. So either way you look at it, you're screwed, especially if you have parents who aren't understanding and you're forced to hide your real self, which that sucks. That definitely contributes. But one of the things that irked me about this article was that they acted like this is some new shit, like LGBTQIA whatever people haven't for years been going through this. Um, Stonewall anyone? Do you forget, you little newbies, who the fuck paved the way so that you had the right to be depressed and commit suicide and have your overrated opinions? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm supposed to play that, aren't I? Is that, is that like, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Exactly. Yeah, so... It, I mean, I'm just saying, having been on the other side of the aisle, this kind of annoys me because this is not a new problem that the community is dealing with. This has been decades of hate and oppression, and I'm not saying that I condone it. I absolutely detest the fact that we can't just live and let live without having to have a negative reaction or you know and and here's the thing okay like and i and i'm pretty sure i'm about to offend the shit out of people it's obscene that's the point um yeah guys who are hyper sensitive about the fact if a gay guy hits on you and you have a majorly outward reaction of like anger and get the fuck off me and and you start being violent against that person yeah me thinks you protest too much me thinks you want that cock in your mouth because you're a closet case that's what me thinks now back to phoenix yeah doth protest too much yeah doth protest too much okay you can politely decline look that's not what i'm into whether you're a guy girl fucking rocket ship park bench i don't care don't be a dick to somebody just because you're not that particular way or you don't understand you know unless this guy's trying to put his you know his dick in your ass don't shove your head up it yeah, okay. Very much. Yeah. So now, um, so now we're going to get into get into a little bit of healing here, uh, as far as the as far as the happiness. And so, um, found this article on spiritual gaslighting, and and, and it's funny because, uh, yeah, when we were at the uh, farmers market today, we got we got uh, handed a pamphlet from uh, from from a religious uh, person. And it said that you know, there's something about hell and you know whatever. Um, and so you may be the victim of spiritual abuse through gaslighting methods if your faith leader, partner, or friend does any of the following: guilt trips you into submitting into their spiritual beliefs. I mean, yes, you're going to hell if you don't uh, twist the truth to influence. Wait, that's the whole Catholic Church. Yeah, well, twist the truth to influence change in beliefs. Yes. Um, 
refuses accountability for giving you incorrect spiritual guidance. Yeah, good luck getting any any uh, any agreement from that. Shames and isolates you by sharing your personal experiences with fellow leaders or followers. Uh, that sometimes happens in a church. Uh, tells you your duty is to serve them. Jesus, your duty is or or to serve Jesus, right? Um, expels you from the organization or group when they can no longer exploit you, similar to a narcissist discard. Yeah, I've experienced that. Uh, tells you if you love them, do you'll do as they say. Remember the cult leader Jim Jones? Yeah. Um, yeah, he used his charisma to gain the trust of his followers. He tested their loyalty by asking them to drink poison and kill themselves, which many did. Um, and yeah, you know, and people who tend to engage in gaslighting include those with personality disorders, such as narcissistic personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder. Incidentally, these individuals lack empathy for others and cause, because they use special gaslighting phrases or statements for these reasons. And For example, they criticize, they lie, they deny facts, they avoid accountability, distort your reality, minimize your feelings, and undermine your confidence in mental health. And Wait. Were you reading a list of government qualifications? No, I was reading a list of things that my ex-wife is. Got it. Yeah, same difference, I, I th- guess. I thought maybe this was Fauci's biography. Yes. Well, that too. So, lots of so yes, this 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 bit on yeah, so we're being gaslit left, right and center, but yes, but it That's happens That's why if you don't watch mainstream media, if you shut it off. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing how fast your amygdala will shrink. That's right, it does, and it's uh, it's yeah. It's the reason I stopped at the beginning of twenty one. I st- I turned off all most of the social media apps on my phone. And I've never been happier. Um, I, I'm not getting that input all the time. It's kind of funny seeing stuff in the newspaper now because literally, like I think I was commenting the other day. It's like the you know the newspaper the newspaper was printed on Tuesday. It showed up in my inbox on or my my mailbox on Wednesday because they use the post office here to deliver the newspapers. And so you I was, still had no fucks to give about anything in it no that's right and it's like it was literally yesterday's news you know so exactly so do i get better gas mileage if you're gaslit i don't know uh, that that's uh, no probably no, not according to the lefties yeah. uh you, you get an electric car you save the yeah, so, environment okay so now we this is a, this okay so this, this so the, this other this next article i pulled up which uh i and i think it's actually um something that you and i are you are, are, are struggle with as we're sort of navigating the the, the landmines and such we do yeah which is you know the, it's just is it, you know we we realize that there are certain things that we do there are certain things that we still think that that have that don't have a basis in current reality and it was it was a it was a you know defense mechanism from the past or whatever and you know and we when you pr- attach memories to your, you know, so, that are so profound, I mean, it does take time and patience to go through and, and and figure out what it is. And we're identifying these things. I mean, on a day, on a you know, on a, almost a daily basis, I think you and I are are coming to you know, to, you're, we, we run across something that happened you know some time ago, and we we process it and we move on, right? And you know, some days are worse worse than others, but uh, but for the but most we're part, managing. but we're managing, and yeah, and obviously we're still here, and you know, and, and all of that. So yeah. It, it's, it takes time, and this is uh, you know when you've got a lot of damage, you've got to you've got to give it time and space to heal. So um, that's you know this is something we we we, we uh, you know we certainly are trying to do. Um, now we also this how to say no thing, and I think this is a uh, this is you've had to learn this lesson a whole lot uh, more. Yeah, than me. especially in the beginning of this whole process, that yeah. was one of the hardest things for me to yes. learn was to be able to say no and be okay with saying no if I really was not okay with something or if I just couldn't do it. And actually that was tested the other day because I I failed to communicate 
effectively with you about the whole dinner thing and you know, I had just gotten done taking my final on Wednesday and the amount of energy I expelled studying for that final was just unbelievable. And, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that phone boy wanted to take me out to dinner to celebrate, but I was just wiped out. And instead of telling him, you know, no, bae, I'd, I'd kind of prefer just going home and just collapsing. I kind of just went along for the ride and it ended up just being really miserable and problematic for a good portion of the night because I failed to communicate and and use my ability to say no and not feel like I was going to be letting you down or anything else. Yeah, and and, and I tell you this all the time, and, and I mean it, is that the the, big, the best thing you can do for me is to put your own oxygen mask on. So, yes. and, and, and so, yeah, I, this is where I, I want you to, to take that, you know, that's like, tell me, like, yeah, this is, I, I can't, I can't do this right now. I'm like, okay, well, we can do it later or not, or not do it, whatever. It's not... It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a, I, I didn't, you know, and of course there's also the, I had this plan and I kind of rushed ahead and didn't, and didn't see the signs, um, you know, or I didn't, I didn't heed the signs I saw, I guess you could say. So uh, long and the short of it is there's lessons to be learned on both sides of that uh, situation. But uh, sometimes, yeah, learning how to say no, you know, no is a complete sentence. We say that, we say that a lot. Say and sometimes lot. it's just knowing how to, knowing, uh, knowing when to say no, because yeah, if you, you can't be there for, for, uh, for someone else truly, if you have. Uh, you you know if you're if you're uh, you're deficient in some way so True. Uh, it's it's important to know when what your limits are in, in that and now this is and stand by the limits I mean let's be honest yeah you know we've talked in the past about having boundaries and keeping your boundaries in place it's not always easy to do yeah exactly. Um, so now this is, um, and, and this is an article about uh, a sort of a finding yourself again. And I can relate to this because of what I went through in my, uh, when, when I, uh, when I started the insurrection. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, and when I, when I first left and this is, this is the author of this article that we'll link in the show notes. And when I first left, I had nowhere to go. I stayed in a hotel for a while and then moved to a pay by the week residence. I genuinely could not see any future for myself at that time. Now, um, now in my own situation, yeah, I really had nowhere to go. I was, I, I'd spent the night, I slept a night on the floor in, in, in the, in my employer's office and up in, up in Bellevue. And, uh, and I did stay in a hotel for a while. They, 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 my employer put me in a hotel for, and then I, and then I got an air. Then once I got my financial situation sorted out a little bit, I, got, I, I got myself a, a you know, I was able to get myself a long-term Airbnb, and that was that. But, you know, and, and when I first read what you had put, like the quote from this person, mm-hmm. I thought you were actually typing your own experience. So it's it's interesting that you mentioned the you kind of you know. Called out the elephant in the room on that one. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, and honestly, I was just trying. You know, when when in that time, it was really hard for me to see what the future was going to look like. I was, you know, I was just trying to get through every day at that point, every moment. It was a challenge because I went from having a place to live to nothing, right? And I mean, I had what I had in my car. I was fighting for everything that I got, right? And I was I was dealing I was fighting with the, with the, you know, with the legal system. I was just fighting to have a place to be. I was fighting my own demons. I mean, this is this is rough, you know, when you started the, I mean, I like I said I took a match to my life and, you know, and and obviously a lot of things have changed since then, but um 
you know, and I think this is, you know, it was one of the reasons we should, you know, I certainly share this is because, you know, you know, I don't, I certainly, I'm, I'm very thankful that there are people that have experienced what I've experienced. You don't have to feel like there's something especially wrong with you that you aren't now skipping through the fields gleefully enjoying your freedom. Now I can do whatever I want, but I think this is what people expect a domestic abusive a survivor to do once they've gotten away from their partner. It's, it's what I wanted to do. And the idea of finally having the freedom to do what I wanted was so exciting, but it, it fell down pretty quickly when I realized I didn't, didn't know what I wanted. And this, that is so yeah. accurate. And I think I've actually spoken about it in the past that when you finally break free and, and I've even communicated to you that I didn't know what to do with myself when I finally was free I could do anything I wanted, anywhere I wanted, and yet I still had no idea how to live under that, you know, under that sky, if you will. Yes. It was really frightening. Yeah, exactly. And, and this is, you know, and, and I kind of blew up my entire life at once and, you know, moving across the country and all that stuff. It's just, it was, it's like, well, if you're going to start over, let's start over, right? Let's, exactly. yeah, let's, um, I so, give you a lot of credit. Yeah. I don't know that I could have done what you did. It, yeah. it was extremely brave. Yes. Well, and it was, and it was a risk. Let's, let's, it was honest. a hell of a risk. Yeah. I mean, you and I, yeah, we knew each other through talking and, we had met in person all of one time before, yeah. you know, before, before literally we... within months of the two occurrences. Yes, exactly. You know, b- before you put faith in literally upstaking your life and yes. moving 2,400 miles. That's right. So, um, but, and this is something that comes up too, because oftentimes when you and I are having a discussion about, so what do you want, hey, would you like to go do whatever or get some, you know, this, that, or the other? And this is, I think this is really important. The, the approach I've always had taken with this, I'm going, because I don't know how much, because I, I don't know, right? What I don't know what I really like or didn't like, how much of that was influenced right. by her or not. And, 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 and I've had an experiences to suggest that maybe my previous preferences weren't um you know that weren't my actual preference or, or aren't my current preferences and so and so, we're testing that yeah with, so with everything that you or i come up with that we both can agree yeah let's give that a go which there's not much we you know veto yeah but we're learning if it's something we truly do enjoy or if it's something that we were doing to placate the other person that's right so we call it i call it giving everything a mulligan right so it's like okay let's exactly. you know, try yeah you know, so now so i kind of reset and it's like oh well i know i don't i mean there may be there's a couple things again we you know there's some exceptions but for the most part everything's been like yeah we'll give it a try and see if we really like it or not yeah, even if we're not sure the flagpole and see if it flaps that right and see and see who salutes um, That's it. Now I get it. Now this was this. Okay, so now we're kind of in the before the break. So we've uh, so we've actually gotten through a good chunk of our of our show here. Um, so there was a mess. There was a, there was an article about uh, eighty one best good morning text messages for her. Now. Um, and I think it's worth pointing out that in, when we were uh, when we were not physically together, and when we are not physically together, the way we the way we cap off the evening in the in the morning and we and we start the morning is with audio messages. That's and, right, and we always try to target each one to be thirty three seconds. Yes, for fun. Yes, exactly. Because- and and we always have the same um, post greeting on it. That's to true. To each other. That's right. So. Um, 
But you went through this article and you found ones that you think are that that, that are either that are meaningful or interesting. There's either so, something I could definitely see you saying or stuff we've actually said to one another. Okay, fair enough. In so, some way. Okay, so I will leave that to you. <laughs> so we have no matter if it rains or storms, you're my sunshine on a cloudy day. You're always on my mind even this early, which I thought was really poignant because, yeah, I'm going to have to start getting up obscenely early and then we're going to have to start going running or walking or whatever we do before I head out to work. But anyways, I'm so grateful for all the memories we've made together. Let's make more. The sunrise is more brilliant with you in my life. Hey, is that my beautiful partner in crime looking gorgeous this morning? Yeah, that sounds like something you say to me all the time. Exactly. This one made me think of you. Your kisses taste better than coffee in the morning. And then one that made me think of stuff you say. Wake up, sleepyhead. Somebody loves you. Because you're forever bitching about how late I sleep in. And then, of course, hey, babe, I love you more than coffee, which I'm pretty sure you would never say. <laughs> See, he admitted it. He actually loves coffee before me. Y'all heard it. There's audio evidence. No. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, you know, I, I do understand that uh, your wish is my command, milady. That was a cute one that I thought of you on. Yeah, well, it said as you wish. Exactly. It was It was a an offshoot of that. But, uh, but I mean, this is, and I've said this to you, like, I don't know, I've never said, I don't know, I don't know if you've ever said this in text. No, we've said it in person. We've said it in person. I love how we can just be ourselves around each other. You make doing life easy. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much, you know, there's a little variation, but the main message has been just how easy things are between us. Yes, exactly. Now, now we're going to see how easily this goes. Well, well, like I need to have, a, I need to unmute myself and then mute us as I play the That's following funny. thing. Heidi ho, pedal heads, and welcome to the Red Cyber Truckers Cavalcade of Stupidity. Well, unfortunately, uh, the Rev is uh, is busy this weekend because he's, he's officiating he, a couple of weddings. Yeah, good for him, man. He's, so you know, yeah, he does. Uh, he, he's he's doing one in costume and one without. I think is what he is what yeah, he said. One okay. one quote unquote normal and one in costume. So yeah. you know, thank yes. you for your courage, Rev, yes. and enjoy those ceremonies. Yeah. So meanwhile, we will we will do a cavalcade of stupidity because my because my um yeah my my mu- my musical knowledge of demented shit is uh you know probably ranks up there with what with what with rev so um so um so i picked a track uh, today from pinkerton bowden they were an american country music duo composed of singer songwriter james sandy pinkard and richard bowden who also play guitar and bass guitar the duo's music comprises a mix of musical parody and original comedy songs pinkard has also written hit singles for mel tillis and murray and Vern gosden among others between 1984 and 1992 pinkerton bowden recorded four albums for warner brothers records their tracks were in heavy rotation on the dr demento show back in the day now i'm going to play uh from their 1990 album live in front of a bunch of dickheads we present the ballad of dick and jane how many people here remember learning how to read from those little books in the first grade reader remember those dick and jane books y'all remember those they were great books, weren't they? 
Ain't all those books are out of print now. I kept mine, though. I like to read. Remember, you open it up, first thing it says is C. Dick. They start you out early, don't they, ladies? Then it said, C. Dick Run. I show you a movie about that in health class. <laughs> well, I had mine out the other day looking at it. My book. My book. You know, we got to wondering what happened to Dick and Jane, you know. I guess they grew up or something. But anyway, we never did figure it out. Well, we decided to write a song about it anyway. So here's a little song about the lives of Dick and Jane. There were three young men who fell in love with Jane. Tom, Dick, and Harry were their names. Well, I am her only boyfriend. Each of them would boast. But she passed on Tom and Harry Cause she liked Dick the most Now she's got Dick in the palm of her hand She likes to hold Dick She likes to squeeze Dick She likes to kiss Dick all of the time Seems like Dick is always on her Thank you, Dick Lovers. Thank you so much. Yeah, go ahead, Wallace. <laughs> so I forgot to bring the corkscrew up. So we're vamping for the toast and jam segment while he gets the wine situated because I made the mistake. I had a thousand different things to try to carry up to the studio today, and I failed in that I missed one freaking the important, thing the important the, uh, part of spoken like a true alcoholic the important part mm-hmm yeah. we know the truth i am such a failure sir Bemrose. you are correct i should be lashed with a wet noodle if we only ate grains and shit okay so my, my love here we are look at the professional you are you poured them glasses up like you knew what you was doing there you go to you my love yeah uh, cheers baby don't want to know what just slid down my leg. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Ten come. Ah! Exactly. Okay, so. Anyway. So, do we, so, so do we have any tales from Rideshare? No, it wasn't. A, well, okay. I had a couple of really interesting rides in the last bit of time. The last time I did Rideshare, not last night. I had a lot of discussions about sports, which was really awesome, especially because it was about football. It was for the time of the draft. So, of course, every sport fan was just a titter about things. And I had several very passionate football fans that I had for riders. So that was quite nice. And then this week's common theme, basically, has been circling around one of the 
stories. I was trying to think of the right word. Uh, that we covered last week and we're going to touch upon this week because there was a small amount of expansion, but it involved riders who were from either Illinois or California or both in a few instances. So it made for some really good boots on the ground reporting for the story that we're going to bring to you in the second half. Yeah, um, exa- exactly. Um, sorry, I'm trying to... You realize that this is not Phoenix Speaks. You have to actually have microphone time. <laughs> Phoenix is not responsible for Phone Boy's mute button. I want this known. Yeah, I, but I wasn't speaking into the without the mute button, uh, you know, depressed. So, um, Yes, your mute button is very depressed that you keep abusing it. <laughs> yes, of course. But, all right, so what and is... your fucking printer is possessed. Yes, this we, thing we, is arbitrarily just moving over here for no good reason. There's no commands been sent to it. Yes, I'll, I'm more responsible than him. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I'd love to see how Bemlet and I produced a show. That would be that would be some fun. Yes, it would we, be. We so, might could have to make this happen. Okay, so is there any other ride share? This. Uh, okay, so I am gonna I'm gonna touch a little bit about the fact that Sir Bemrose's favorite country artist, Taylor Swift, was in Nashville this weekend. God help us. Yes, exactly. The traffic. I I don't want to talk about it. I got extremely lucky because I figured out that getting the fuck out of Nashville proper and to one of the outlying areas where there's not a lot of ride shares, I'm perfectly fine with doing little like 10 minute runs that only pay like five bucks because in the long run, I don't have to go downtown. And if I do have to go downtown... I can make it where I don't get any new ride requests until I turn the app back on. So I'm finding definite ways to reduce my stress level when I end up working into the later hours of the weekend. Because holy fuck, I've never seen so many people dressed in such different clothing. I I don't understand it. I, I saw a lot of t-shirts that said something about having a lot going on right now saw a lot of dresses that were cute af they were sparkly they were pink they were like rainbow sherbet colored i'm not hating on it but when you're 50 fucking years old grandma you don't need to be wearing that yeah just saying i yeah i certainly wouldn't wear that i don't think i'd look very good in it Jesus fucking Christ, phone boy. You asshole. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, you're not right. Oh, my God. Yes, exactly. Holy wow. All righty. Anyway, um, so what vinyl things did we get this week? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Uh, So at Walmart, I bought uh, Queen's Greatest Hits. Yes. Um, Red disc, white disc. Wee! Yeah, what else else, uh, came in this week? Um... I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, did did the Joe's oh, Garage oh, Act oh, 1 come in this yes, week? Oh, yes, it did. Yes. So happy about that because I got Act 2 and 3 on their way. Yes. Uh, we, yeah, I, happy. We also got uh, Alan Parsons Project Turn of a Friendly Card, which is a That's which, right. which is a cool cool album and yeah, so we're, we're with more vinyl coming. So um I came in this week. Yes. You, you, you well, okay. I, I Bamlet, that's TMI, dude. Wow. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, And then everyone wonders where this show went off the rails. Everybody blames us. They blame the wine. They blame the weed. But ultimately, it's the Bemroses. It's their fault. That's it's, why this show goes it's, it's, off the rails every week. Uh, Thank you, gentlemen. Yes, we, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Yes. Uh, it, it's it's the Bemlets. Okay, so... That's right. Um, so, all right. Um, let's talk about that CAPTCHA that I that, that, that you, you got from your... That, that, uh, so, some, so I... Oh, my I, gosh, yes. Okay, okay so... From another social network I was on, I actually got a, uh, uh, I got I, somebody had sent a captcha uh, that that was a, that was some sort of a math equation. Now I immediately thought of uh, the 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 math professor that we want to get on the show. Uh, I, she I, is extremely intelligent, has a great sense of yeah, humor. Yeah, I assumed I looked I looked at the the, the now now keep in mind I went I, I got a comp sci math degree, and so I, I took some I could probably solve this problem if I if I if I gave a fuck enough to actually do the to uh, plug also known in. as if he yeah. youtubed how to fucking do it yes. because I, he has not retained all of that which he learned as no, a comp sci math no, major but but i also but i also know it as a solvable problem now i also know sending it to you i i, I think i prefaced it and said this this would cause your brain to hurt or something but it probably oh, yeah i looked at it and we had a good giggle because of the fact that that would be something that if i was presented with on a test i would literally just write nope yeah, I believe- Which I will tell y'all, when I took one of my first algebra fi- um, quizzes in math class, I literally wrote the word nope for at least one or two of the questions because I just was like, there's no way in hell that I can figure this out. And I'm happy to report, <laughs> although it sucks, at the very end of the semester is when algebra finally, that tumbler clicked into place. And I got a 98 on my final for that math class. And I earned every fucking bit of it, as you can attest. You helped me study. Yes, well, and uh, you also got an 80 on your stats final, which is great. Which was amazing, because that was a majorly stressful process. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so we're reviewing... This week was ugly. There was a lot of throwing of... Uh, things yes, of but, various and, things. And, and, and yes, and I had to reset your calculator because we were yeah, trying to I figure out... decided to be a prick all of a yeah, sudden. Yeah, so there, so we're doing... Uh, one of the problems in this class is linear regression. And there's there's a lot of uh, websites that tell you how to do a linear regression on a TI-8384, and it shows the, the number because we're trying to solve... And a, also, one of the girls who was taking the same class just on a different day rotation mm-hmm. was literally telling me... I know for a fact that this is the function you use. And when we were inputting the data into the calculator, I wasn't getting a certain value. It wasn't even showing up as an option on the screen. So we were going back and forth like that can't be right. So he YouTubes this. Like, I didn't. I didn't even YouTube it. I was I just. Thought you like, did. No, but I did. I did do some some searches, and so there is a there's a support article that says, okay, it, if you want to get it to show up when you do this function, you need to basically turn on a diagnostics mode, which to which to which I say something along the lines of what you know. So and of course, none of the articles that I found made this helpful hint. I had to figure it out on my own. I was, you know. But he did. Y'all, he figured this shit out and it made it where I was actually able 
to get that 80 on that statistics final because my calculator was working properly. But I can't say my brain was completely working properly because there was a point that I was fighting with this final. And of course, it's timed. So you have that in the back of your mind every second that's ticking by, even though you can see the clock on the bottom of the screen. Staring at that clock is not going to help you figure out the fucking answer any easier. So I was, I mean, I was feeling moderately confident but not overly and to get a b to final out the course with a b i would have had to have gotten a 70 on my final and 100 on my final project which i did get 100 on the final project yay but i on the final so yay go me yes. and i mean i was kind of bummed because i truly wanted to knock that thing completely over the green monster to use a you know red Sox metaphor yeah exactly so yeah but because that would have actually garnered me an a and i would have had all a's for the semester i have three a's and one b but you know what middle a you know for a mid-40s podcaster that shit's pretty good yeah i was gonna say now unfortunately we we, we now have we now have yet another hurdle in this uh in, in this uh in the saga of of uh, school here uh, yeah because of course phoenix decided Oh, it's not enough to have just gone through roughly five months, four months, whatever you want to consider it, of torture through math and English and statistics. No. Let's double down, kitten. We're taking two courses over the summer. One is a programming. The other one is a speech. No, communications. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's like a speech class kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And then we get to dive headlong into fall, but oh, wait, here's the cement at the bottom of the pool much closer than you expected. I get a text message from my student coach telling me I need to refile my taxes for 2021. I need to amend them because I filed single, which my tax person told me I could do, but because Apparently, in 2015, things became legalized for my marriage. Yeah, I should have been filing married, filing singly or separately or whatever it's called. So now I have to make the decision for Christ because if I don't amend my taxes, I don't get no funding. It's out of my own pocket that my fall semester and my spring semester end up going. So that's a decision for Christ I have to make because even though I can afford it, hopefully it's only like $2,200, that's still a lot of money, let's be honest. And with the fact that even though I am going to be going to classes over summer and I can still work full time because they're virtual, I don't have to worry about it impeding on being able to work during the day, but that's where getting up early and making sure that I'm at work at an acceptable time where I can come home after having made enough and still get work done for school. So that's going to be the big challenge for Phoenix this summer is balancing another two college classes because what I want to do is ultimately I want to accelerate my degree because right now I'm slated. If, If I stay on the course I'm on, I can make graduation for fall of 24. Yes, which, but again, there's, yeah, there's... It means sacrificing this and next summer. It means kicking ass in every class that I have and ultimately, you know, making the decision for Christ because I'm I'm really kind of pissed, y'all, that my taxes have to be refiled because my H&R cock block lady screwed up. Yeah, and, that, and that's... I, I'm just... Yeah, and I don't I'm, think... I'm, it, I'm uneasy it, about that, especially because the the student coach was way too 
fast to immediately point the finger like, oh, this is, you're not the first student this has happened to. And, you know, they're, you know, they're some of the worst. Really? If they're some of the worst, then why have they not been called on the carpet? Why have there not been lawsuits? Why, you know, fill in the blanks? Yeah. I just feel like yeah. something's a little janky. Yeah, it's, it was it was kind of a, well, okay. But I mean, I, I, will, I will give you a lot of credit because the way you immediately approached it was not defeatist you were very matter of fact and said okay this is how we're going to address this yeah i had absolutely made my decision for christ within moments yes so of her telling me you have to refile your taxes for 2021 or amend them or whatever yeah my immediate answer was no absolutely not i'll just pay out of my pocket how much is it going to cost for fall semester okay that means I need to sit down and figure out how many weeks I have between now and when the money will be due and how much money am I going to have to put at this per week from what I make doing rideshare to make sure that I have all the monies put away so that I can afford my tuition. And I'm sure that phone boy, if I needed it, would help me either with that or with my books or both. I mean, yeah. I've... No taken all cash tips that I get for the most part and put them away so that when I had to purchase books, I was lucky for... Oh. What the hell I don't know. Was that? Can you go check and I will... Oh, fuck you. Me go check. Wh- Great. So if somebody just broke into our fucking house... No, I, I, have, I, have, a fe- I have a feeling it was a cat related. I but, have a feeling it was probably the fucking back scrubber in the shower again. On oh, okay. Floor. Yes. Or even on this floor. Yeah, that's normally... Why would it be on this floor? We haven't used the shower. Yeah, but it's still... Floor. It's still... Irrelevant. I think yeah. I just shit myself. <laughs> that scared the <laughs> Yeah, you got, you got some monkey mustard back some there. Some monkey... I got to check for coins. Okay, exactly. But so... no, that like... Holy crap. Okay, can I, can, I, can I say that because you're not using these things, we need to take them out of the shower so that we don't cause yeah. Phoenix early departure yeah, from ex- heart exactly. attack? Yeah, Be- exactly. Being the brave man of the relationship. Well, see, I'm also yeah, the one who... you to... are such a brave man. <laughs> yes. I'm now, telling the... you, you like, send... send and the girlfriend to go meet the mass the, murderer. Yes, you I, fucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, I have a question. Where's your man card? I'm burning that motherfucker. I, 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 this is... Uh, yep. Breaking the balls. Breaking, breaking the, the balls. balls. Precisely. Yeah, all right. So, now, we... Okay, we, I don't think... I think we've talked about supporting local journalism. So, because we're getting the paper. So, we've already talked about that. So, yeah. but Farmer's Market is back. This Whee! We actually... We actually woke up this morning and went, oh, shit, we... It's it's farmers market. Time. Yeah, we didn't get to bed till after three a.m. because I had a late night. Yes, yeah, so as, as y'all know. Uh, but uh, so yeah, we, anyone who tuned into Rideshare Radio, we were on. Till we were on till about till about till till. Yeah, it was, well, yeah, it was like almost two by the time we shut it down. Was so, it really? Yes, it was. Yeah. Ouch. So, all right. Uh, so the, so this year the farmers market moved. Uh, it used to be walking distance. Now it's moved down to to to. Uh, it's moved down the road. So we have. Well, so in we fairness, ha- we technically could walk. It's maybe like a mile and a half at most from here. Yeah, but at the same time, it's who the fuck uh, wants to walk that far? Yeah, the, the, there's no. Yeah, it's walkable, no but 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 we might as well. Um, but yeah, that was the, so so we went down there, and of course we saw our friends. We get to we uh, we we got some uh, we got some more roast beef from from Randolph Farms. Uh, the, not roast beef. Uh, ground beef. Gra- ground beef. Yes, even though we are. Yeah, that's we use ground beef uh, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Especially with the new recipes that I'm creating. That well, exactly. So uh, then we also uh, we all. Well, I also saw Casey Farm. They have wings now. Yes, I'm excited. Next week, we're definitely going to have to get a hold of some wings. Yeah, I don't think we got anything from them. Did We didn't get anything from them this week, did we? Because I think... No. 
We didn't need anything because <coughs> no, we still have plenty of eggs. We still have plenty of eggs, so we got. And that we're I still could, good. The yeah. only thing we did was we told them that tonight's dinner. Uh, was featuring one of their whole chickens. And That's then right. We would send pictures in exactly. You so know, in correspondence, and we'll, talk, and we'll talk about that at the appropriate time in the show. We so, um, We also saw, um, and I get. Um, we also we also saw Debell, of course, because we got the we got the uh, we got the honey from them. They also gave us some greens, I believe. Um, they did, and we're going to be enjoying those tonight. Yes, and, and we had we had a little bit of their honey when we when we got back home. So uh, good, yeah, so so good. Yes, yeah, so we very much. Um, and uh, yeah, we 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 were. They, I don't think either of them have the pigs yet, so we're not uh, there. No, but next week, uh, I think KC said they were gonna. They, they said like I think I thought they said I thought I thought they John said like two weeks. I thought yeah. Well, anyway, well, they're, soon. Either way, we're going to be going to the market next week, and if they have it, we'll be equipped to get some. No. If they do not, then we wait until the week after. Yeah. It doesn't I mean, matter. There was a, yeah, there, and there, also there was a new coffee company that was there from Cookville, I guess, and we and I actually bought some of their honey process, uh, which uh, which I have here in my coffee cup, and it's uh, it's pretty good, if I say. Mm. There you go. Yeah. So which it cat? Is, yeah, that that honey is out of bounds. Yeah. Like. No lie, yeah. probably later tonight, or probably tomorrow, if I'm honest, because I have a feeling later tonight yeah. I will be a little intoxicated. Uh, um, but probably tomorrow night, I'll enjoy a nice, relaxing cup of tea with some honey in yeah, it, because exactly. I do like that. Yeah, so... And uh, yeah, and I think that was. I think that we didn't. Uh, oh, and I think that was. I think we we talked to the candle folks uh, there, or, or uh, Grace Hill. Um, we did, and actually, and got, we got, I got some insightful information. On the candles that I'm making, and also, we will probably get some more of their candles in weeks to come. We'll say, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, well, then that, that we'll we can make our own too. So, although we, we've we've done that, so um, okay. So, I think we are at uh, we're at that we're at the segment where we. Uh, we we have voicemails for our for our refire. Amazing topic. people actually called two five three two three seven three three two one and told us what their favorite restaurant was. It's not too late. Well, yeah, we actually got, we got a text I think from Tigger. Uh, she says all hole in the wall places for any time breakfast. It has to be exceptional for their double yolk eggs. The best union dinner where or uh, dinner when I'm in the area. Authentic Mexican is a poncho nachos. It's in a gas station. Max Seafood Big Chain Texas Road house loghorns i don't know that's yeah. that's a whole mass of different places yes, exactly thank so, you so much tig exactly so now we get voicemails and hopefully i've I, hopefully i'm i'm gonna unmute the usb so that the players can play and uh, i think we all know who uh, this guy is hi 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 it's a saturday and it's uh what do they call it moist outside yeah kind of moist outside ah, actually doing birthday parties for uh some of my nieces and nephews. We've got two going on today, actually. So, fun, fun, fun. But uh, yeah, favorite restaurant. Uh, there's like a place or two I can think of when we're kids that we'd always we'd always go to, but I haven't been to them for a long time. Um, can't say we we being with the wife and I don't really have any like favorites. Um, there's a place we got to, we uh, went to though and. It was called the Crow's Nest, and uh, someone might know about it. The Crow's Nest in Santa Cruz, because that's yep, uh, I do know about where, it. where I'll propose and ask her to not marry me, and she said no. So, anyway, uh, yeah. So we've been there like I think twice since we've uh, got married. 
or since we got engaged slash married. But uh, so there's nostalgic places, but we're not one of those like, hey, we go here all the time kind of things. Because our yeah, anyway, our uh, our going out is usually more of a like date day or something like that, you know, or maybe a group of people, but. Usually we just try to, I don't know, there's just so many restaurants out there to have, like, a favorite and to go there on the regular. But, uh, you know, where you kind of, like, know everybody and whatnot. But uh, it's kind of cool. We get on Groupon or something and because uh, sometimes that's where you find the, the new restaurants and whatnot and uh, try out just different things that you might not normally. So, uh, yeah. But uh, it all be good as long as the food is good and the service is good, you know, and all that, JS. So. Just normal, normal things. But, uh, yeah. Uh, more of a nostalgia, though. I'd probably go as far as my favorite. So, there's a, there's a couple of those, but, you know, it's just stuff that's either local or whatever that's not gonna, not gonna mean too much. Minus, like, what I mentioned prior. So, anywho. Alright. Well, I'm gonna go back inside, cause there's, uh, donuts and coffee, you know. Healthy breakfast of champion right there. So, alright. Love you guys. Stay dangerous. And uh, whether it's moist outside or it's dry outside, go ahead and give a good old kick Right. Thank you, Thank you uh, Mr. Christopher Battles. As we agreed. Uh, yes, I do know the crow's nest. Uh, I, I, that is a, it is a Santa Cruz institution, I believe it is there. Uh, but it is, is, it is, uh, I have, I've eaten there many times. I've, it has been several, uh, been probably a couple decades since I have been there. I think the last time I may have been there was on a business trip for Nokia. So this goes, that goes back to the 2000s. Uh, and I, I love the fact that you said, you know, you asked her not to marry you and she said no. That was beautiful. Yes. Thank, thank you for your courage, sir. Fan-fucking-tastic. That, that, that yes. So, phone boy, are you, are you going to ask me not to marry you at some point? Maybe. <laughs> well, be assured I'll say no. Okay, exactly. Fantastic. So, um, here is um, here's the next voicemail we're going to play. We're going to play this one. Mm, that warm, tingly feeling all over my body must be, must be experiencing the lotus effect. Hey, it's weirdo. So, um, Favorite restaurants, man. If it comes with an extra side of diabetes, I'm all over it. Uh, there's a chain of restaurants in the south called Cotton Patch, and they have deep fried brisket and chicken fried bacon. Oh yeah, mm, good stuff. Oh, it's so good. What? But then if you like niche restaurants that have like a gimmick they got going on with it um there's a place by branson missouri called lambert and they call it the home of the throwed rolls so you just raise your hand and they throw rolls to you across the room and they come around with little pails full of fried potatoes fried okra shit like that real good oh like i said if it, if it comes with a side of diabetes I just love it. So, well, anyway, that's... Hold on, baby, I'm on the phone. So, as far as that goes, that's, uh, I don't know, home cook, home, home, what do they call them, home kitchen restaurants? That's the best. It just, it doesn't get any better than that. Stuff that fills you up all the way down to your soul, sticks to your ribs, might might give you some love handles. That's all right. That's that's love. That's good food. So, anyway, I hope everybody's happy and healthy. 
Uh, take care. Weirdo out. Thanks, weirdo. We, we, you we know what, weirdo? I oh, sorry. Go ahead, Damon. Yeah, it was good. I was gonna. I, yeah, that's what I said. Thank you. It's it awesome. And, and fried okra. Yeah. It's, yeah, fried okra. Yeah. So, so, so f- I've had fried okra because my because my uh, my uh, my my grandma Hattie was from Oklahoma. So it's I actually I, pretty damn good. Yeah. It, well, the stuff she made was always slimy AF. But I finally mm-hmm. there, there was a place that served it in in back in the PN Dub that was actually it actually was reasonably tasty. Uh, they they mm-hmm. I think that w- there was smaller okra that was uh, you know the, so it was it, there was less uh, uh, you less know slime it, yeah less slime exactly so so but I want to I know Lambert's weirdo I've been to Lambert's several times and hell to the yes I loved going there it was so much fun big ass cups when you ordered a drink and you you know you could buy the cups if you wanted and they come around with these giant like he said pails. You know, you've got tomatoes and let me see, what was it? It was tomatoes and macaroni and green peppers, I believe. And then they had black-eyed peas. They had fried taters. And you could order a main dish like meatloaf or chicken or something like that. But ho, ho, my God. I will tell you, I know it's carb AF, but I want to take Foam Boy to Lambert's on a road trip. And if we do take the road trip at some point this summer and go to see like Weirdo and Nam and, you know, the kids, you know, bull right. after bull, shout out to y'all. We definitely have to make a detour to Missouri to go to Lambert's to, you know, Sykes right. to Missouri. Holy shit. Like, I know this is so not NSNG, and I will apologize in advance for what you're fixing to experience, because, oh, my God, it is amazing comfort food. Yeah, I don't doubt it. So, all right, we have one more voicemail. Um, not, I did not go to that one place, and I'm not sure um, where that place is, but I do know that this caller uh, has something to say. There are many restaurants that I really enjoy, but after some thought, I decided that the Pizza Factory is one of my absolute favorites, period. They had a lot of good restaurant uh, pizzas, and there's a lot of good memories attached to that. I'm so used to talking and typing that I've put punctuation Sorry about that. Anyway, I'm out now having made a total fool out of myself. Love y'all. Bye. Love you, Mama T. Love you, Mama. And you did yeah. not sound drunk, and you did not make a total fool yeah, exactly. of yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't realize that Port Orchard has a place called That One Place. No, I didn't. I never uh, knew knew that. But uh, uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I did not have a tendency to go out to to random restaurants. Uh, um, certainly with my with my now ex which yeah you know anyway that's a whole different thing but uh, but yeah i would imagine i i bet it's i bet it's a pretty damn good place uh, you know but uh um yeah so i do have a i do have a memory of uh yeah that actually and i I remember peace of my heart in in santa cruz which was always a uh one of my when 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 obviously when i ate that stuff yeah that was that was some good stuff um but um you know i'm trying to think of what if i had so what is your favorite restaurant i mean then right now we're going to romo's which is that seems to be the place that we that we We like uh b-dubs too we also like b-dubs yeah although we got to go to cookville or somewhere else to go do that yeah but i like going to cookville i think that it's a nice 
little drive. It doesn't yeah. take too long to get there. Yeah, that's right. And, and it's also not crazy. Pretty. It's also not crazy when we're there. Right. Exactly. And there's definitely a lot more choices than here in our little podunkery. Yeah. But, but you know, we like our quaint little town. So yeah, not going to lie. Like yeah. Romo's is, is definitely. Yeah. But, but okay. So let, but let's, but let's ask the question other than like around here, what was your favorite place? Okay. So I know it's hot, fresh garbage, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, in reference to Mama T's voicemail, yep. she was talking about the um, the pizza factory. Yeah, there's actually a place called the Spaghetti Factory, and yes, you know yes. my love affair for yeah, pasta. I, yeah, there, yes, I, I know about the Spaghetti I Factory. I have never been to one. Yeah, they had one in but I would love to find one around here. Yeah, there and was go just one time. Yeah, there was one in Tacoma. I could tell you that. Um, so, but you asked me what my favorite was. Yeah. It used to be Olive Garden. Yeah. But it has since changed to Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. Because, and not for their cheesecake, because I'm really not a big fan of their cheesecake. Right. But not going to lie, they've got a couple of pasta dishes that are on point. Yeah. But so, as far as current, sorry, yeah. as far as current restaurants, yeah. I have to agree with you. Romo's is pretty decent. Love some B dubs. Yeah, yeah, and it was interesting because we went out to dinner to Cheddar's the other yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, we did, and, and and Cheddar's wasn't terrible. I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't terrible, but at the same time, it wasn't the same as I remember it from back when the yeah, exactly. ex and I would go there. Yeah, exactly. So, but like they okay, so they have a drink called the Painkiller, and they rim this big like margarita glass with honey, and then they sprinkle toasted coconut. Like they, they, you know, they roll it in toasted coconut. It's fucking delicious. I eat the rim every time. Don't judge a bitch. Here's the thing, though, y'all. It wasn't as good as I remembered it. You know, with the pineapple juice and um, like rum and whatever else is in it. Yeah, it just, it wasn't as good as I remembered it. The spinach dip wasn't as good as I, nothing was as good as I remembered it. Even the, you know, Caesar pasta salad that I got. I used to fuck one of those up on a hard level. And now yeah. I just realized that it does not bring me the type of joy that yeah. the ribeye steak we cooked the other night and yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't remember what exactly we had with the steak. Yeah, yeah no, th- this was wasn't no, wasn't that the uh, you had the sauce that was made with the with, with No, that was the roast, love. Oh, that was the roast. This was the steaks I did on the grill. We yeah. had something I almost feel like we had asparagus that yeah, night. We may we have. We may have. Yeah. But I feel like we had the asparagus to roast. Either, either way. Yeah. Or it was, or a it was, big was... hunk of cow flesh charred yeah. nicely or smoked nicely yeah. is much more pleasing to me now than that Caesar salad with a bunch of penne pasta thrown yeah, inside. Yeah, exactly. It. So, okay. So now... Um, we are going to move to the next section in our in our in our show, which, which which has uh, which has this uh, has this clip as the introduction. Smoke weed every day. However, right. we're not talking about. Uh, we're, in this case, we're not talking about smoking weed. We're talking about psilocybin, and we'll, we'll get to the holy herb in a little bit. So. Um, <clears throat> But so, we thought this was important to highlight. We thought this was important to highlight. So, so this is a, so this is a brave new world here uh, that uh, where Oregon is apparently uh, there. They've legalized psilocybin, and apparently there's some legislature in uh, in Washington State to do the same thing. Um, but it's abundant. But uh, um, so, but in this case, they're talking about testing like in a lab, right? The well, here's the thing. In the, yeah, here's the thing. Oregon fucking legalized everything. They just basically said, you know what? We're making everything legal. You want to do mushrooms? Go for it. You want to smoke weed? Go for it. Meth? Here you go. Coke? Have a blast. 
Nothing is illegal in Oregon. And yeah, speaking on the side of someone who used to do EMS, it is kind of important to know what the effects of this shit are so that you can try to reverse them if somebody overdoses. Because as we know, no, you can't overdose on weed. You'll literally smoke yourself sober. But on shit like psilocybin, you have a bad trip. Your tech is going to need to know that. You go fucking wild out on meth. Yeah. You're going to have to get hit with some Narcan. That's just a fact. So I think this is great that they've decided to authorize some testing for the shit that they've now said is legal. I don't know if they need to yet, but they they, they foresee a need for it. Now, this is so... um, So um, I'm going to read a a little bit from this article here. Uh, It's abundantly clear to me now that the mushroom biomass itself acts like a a time-release capsule. Fucking Siri. Um, So if you take a mushroom that has, say, five milligrams of psilocybin in it, and you eat that, you get a certain effect. George Selhorn, the founder and principal of scientists at Flourish Labs in Portland, explains. And it'll take a certain amount of time to hit you. But if you take five milligrams in a gummy or a chocolate, it hits you way faster. It's much more intense, and it gets there much more quickly. And I think there's there's something important to realize is that it's not, yeah, it's not the amount. It's the availability of the, the thing. And, I, and, I've, and I've run into this myself. And sometimes but that's it, not a whole lot different than the than weed yeah exactly because different milligrams of weed are gonna hit and and strains even too are gonna hit you differently in a gummy than they do if smoked or you know whatever so sometimes these people just don't make sense no, of course I don't. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's it's just it's but it's but but yeah. And then of course this is going to be something we're going to be seeing a lot more of. And there, you know, and again, um, how you consume it, right, is probably also matters as well, right? Is if you're trying if you want to consume this stuff. Um, now, um, now California is also set to uh, you know to to set to legalize the possession and preparation, obtaining, transfer, and specified to transportation of specific amounts of psilocybin, psilocin uh, DMT. Beginning in mescaline for personal or, or facilitated use. Notably, synthetics, uh, psychedelics like LSD and MDMA would not be legalized under uh, SB 58, which is a uh, the, the, the 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 bill that is in the California legislature to. to uh, but here's uh, the thing, because this stuff still remains federally illegal, transporting it across state lines is still going to be a major issue. Sadly. Yeah, exactly. Even though, like Washington State's doing this whole, you know, they're they're they've. I think they've actually signed legislation that says, yeah, we were we're willing, you know, we that we are, you know, that 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 the authority for this it relies in the you know, you know the state or whatever to to regulate this. Um, right, you know, and it would be interesting, like <clears throat> going from Washington, Oregon, because both states recognize legality of like weed and shit like that. You would think that the there wouldn't necessarily be a jurisdictional issue because you're not going from a legal state to an illegal state. Right, exactly. There's a lot of things like that. But uh, so it's, yeah, so, you know, California is working. On, yeah, so that, that whole Left Coast Consortium there is, is working on that stuff. Uh, um, now, um, this was actually kind of surprising. There's a, so there's a, there's a study that, that came out that says that uh, while the subjects uh, that that that, that uh, mushrooms could offer improvements to color blindness, right? Which is which is uh, and I remember seeing those tests as a kid, and we were looking at the article, and we could see that like the Z on that test was actually really hard to see. Yeah, and we know damn well we can see all spectrums of color. 
Yeah, exactly. So, so that was, I mean, I could see the Z. I had to kind of point it out to Phone Boy. I'm like, because it, I mean, it was I, I, hard I, I for knew, me to I knew, see, but I, I was knew, like, Jesus I, I, knew, I knew it was there, but right. yeah, while the subject reported in, in, intensification of colors under the acute effects of psilocybin, the, the score showed only slight improvement to, to 15 at the 12 hours post administration. Now, by 24 hours, the administration, the score reached 18, one above the cutoff of 17 required by the Ishira test for the classification of normal color vision. The score peaked at 19 on day eight and was still tuned into the range of normal vision four months later. Now, that's interesting, right? Well, that- basically, yeah. If you're consistently feeding someone psilocybin, they're going to see some amazing damn colors. I assure you. Yeah. Um, by the way, okay, so remind me at the end I need to play a voicemail because a voicemail came in. No, you're going to play that thing right now oh. because we're going to pause for voicemail. Yes, okay. So is there anything else we need to say about this? But I can play the voicemail because, because yeah, let's, let's. No, let's. I'm just not surprised that someone who's being, you know, systematically fed psilocybin is having a more intense ability to see colors. No, this is true. Like, duh. Yes. So, all right, I'm playing this voicemail. It's very short. It's eight seconds. Do it. Hi, my name is Kiwi, and I like the Double T Diner, small local chain, and it has great breakfast food. Love your show and keep doing what you're doing. Okay, bye. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Kiwi Blade. Yeah. Hell yeah, Toast. Thank you for your courage, man. Yes, I love it. So I love local. Like I'm, I'm gonna break in on this. I love local, like mom and pop joints. Yeah. Like Bamlet was talking about, you know, the greasy yeah. spoons. I mean, Romo's. Okay, so truly, Romo's has got two locations: one in Cookville and one in Crossville, where right, we live. But right. they still kick pretty hard ass yeah, exactly. on the food. Is it hot, fresh garbage? Yes. Do we indulge in it a little more than we probably should? Yes. But you know what? No fucking apologies. Romo's for the win in our local area. That's right. So, um, meanwhile, um, so something else we've also indulged in in our area is THCA, apparently. Um, and this is funny because we found out about this. Uh, we were, we went to our uh, our local shop uh, to acquire goods. Um, and this dude said he had some shit called Purple Punch. We were like, all right, what's it about? So he told us. We were like, all right, I think we literally bought like half an ounce that night. We still have some of it. Yeah. we, we No, and I think I think I bought a full. I actually, I bought a was full. Was it a full zip? Yeah, I bought a full, yes. Okay. So needless to say, we buy a bunch of this stuff, and I'm like, what's the deal with it? And the first time I had heard it said was, because I'm like, is this shit legal? And he's like, it's legal till you smoke it. Now, I did not fully understand that statement till we started researching THCA yeah, with an article in it, High Times. Yes, and, and, and it says the THC, THCA flower contains THCA, a non-psychoactive cannabinoid that only becomes THC when heated through a process called decarboxylation. 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 Once heated, THCA transforms into THC, producing euphoric effects comparable to regular weed. However, the strength and flavor of the THCA flower depend on different factors such as strain, potency, and individual tolerance. And honestly, I don't give a fuck what it tastes like. If it gets me there, I'm a fan. Yes. So, it is legal until you until you light it, you know? It, yeah, which, so, and I can, we can tell you from personal experience that this stuff's pretty, pretty potent and, you know, so yeah, it gets you there. I wouldn't know it wasn't uh, legal. It doesn't get you there the way that true Delta 9 does, which is full up straight, good, good. Yeah. But it it's a nice 
temporary substitute. Look, I'm not saying that I don't think our state needs to legalize because I think all states need to just fucking wipe the decrim off the books. It's hella antiquated and it's not serving anyone any purpose right now. The the little dribblings that states are doing, like Georgia's legalization for medical and I'm pretty sure I heard something about Virginia was going to be going medical. Everyone around us, Kentucky grows a shit ton of hemp, folks. When the fuck is Tennessee going to wake up and go, wow, look at all the revenue from Colorado, California, Illinois. I mean, all these states that have legal stuff are making money hand over fist. Do I think the government should have their dick in it? No. But I would rather tolerate that small government dick to be able to have the legal ability to go to a dispensary, buy what the fuck I want, not have to worry about making a transaction with someone who arguably at any point in time, the fucking 12 can roll up on you and it's fucking game over, over a plant. Yes. Why? That's my question, folks. Okay, well, we'll get into that in the next segment here. So we talk about the holy herb. And so um, I saw this article and I said, well, um, yeah, because, you know, you talk about how you guys pass the whiz quiz because as because as truck drivers and like, you know, you and, uh, you know, and Tigger and and, 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 in fairness, Tigger has not smoked while she has been a driver, not in a capacity that would cause a problem. Now, you know, me and we all know our favorite religious leader, we're not going to say his name for obvious reasons but y'all know who i'm talking about you know he's part of a cavalcade and he's kind of stupid we love him a lot but irrelevant to the fact yeah this new law to offer oral testing for thc it could prevent drivers who use cannabis casually from being penalized for consuming weeks prior to the urine test And that's because it depends on the frequency of use. The THC generally is detectable in your saliva anywhere from 1 to 24 hours after use, according to the DOT. So ultimately... I, you know, if I was still driving, I could get home on a Friday night, spark a fucking J, smoke all day Saturday, and go to work on Sunday. Monday morning, the company goes, hey, you need to go pee in a cup. Done. I'm going to take an oral test, swabby, swabby. Oh, look, you haven't used since you've been on duty. Have a nice day. You passed your test. That makes a lot more sense because let's face it. Anybody out there who drives for any amount of time for any vehicle, I'm not just going to put this specific to truck drivers and such, doing ride share. (laughs) There's days when I'd love to just pull over and spark a fucking fatty because these people drive you to a point of insanity, some of these. So, yeah. I mean, if I want to fucking smoke a J on my off time and then once I'm piloting 80,000 pounds of screaming death metal, yeah, um, I'm not smoking, okay? Because I'm playing by the rules. But I shouldn't have to be penalized because Friday night I had a hard week and I I decided to spark a blunt and fucking smoke my cares away in front of a bonfire. I totally agree with this. Yes. And the fact that... Um, there, there was another part of this article. I'm going to try to pull it up really quick. That was really important. Important. Because, yeah, important. 
Okay, yes. Because it's definitely... How, how can you read that article with all those fucking ads? We need to fix that. Oh, my that. God. Get over my ads. Fuck off. So, all right. Here's the thing. The whole reason why testing even started, it started back in 1988, and it was prompted by a lot of marijuana-related accidents in the 80s. Now, I remember my father telling me a story that back in the day, and I would assume this was back in the 80s, honestly, that he had a co-driver who smoked weed. Now, my father does not, did not, excuse me, other than on maybe, I think, one occasion, partake of the holy herb, and he's probably spinning in his urn at the fact that I do. But sorry, Dad, I'm a grown-up. Irrelevant to the fact. So he was telling me the story about this co-driver he had had that was, you know, a, a pretty, you know, regular pot smoker. And I didn't even think about the fact back then when he told me the story, you know, this was when I was a driver, that like there wasn't laws back then where like if you got piss tested, but I, I didn't think about asking him the question. But irrelevant to the fact, you know, ultimately he tells me this story about how <clears throat> he had told the company, look, I'm not driving with this guy. You know, he's, he's a fucking pothead. He's up here smoking pot all fucking night and I'm trying to sleep. And uh, so the company kind of gave my dad flack and shit, but they took and, uh, you know, separated the two of them. Well, funny enough, this dude ends up getting into a wreck and tearing the oil pan off the truck because they had cut a chunk out of the interstate or something like that or somewhere where it was cordoned off. And of course, you know, the guy was high as a fucking kite, obviously not functional like those of us who smoke on the regular have learned how to become, but irrelevant to the fact. So apparently this guy tears the oil pan off this truck because he hits this giant like missing concrete patch. And it basically solidified what my father had been saying to the company that this guy was a pothead. So when I read that, I was like, damn, you know, that makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, as someone who enjoys partaking of the holy herb, I don't really understand, like, when you're driving a truck, if you don't know how to effectively pilot that truck while stoned out of your fucking mind, if you get to the point where you're so zapped that you just can't function, your brain is not telling you, hey, that's a cordoned off section. You don't need to be in that lane. Now, I understand back in the 80s, Ganja was probably a whole lot different than it is today. I wouldn't know. I was probably just coming into, yeah, I was just coming into my double digits in like the mid 80s. So I don't know what the weed situation was back then. You hear all these older folks talking about, oh, you know, back in my day, weed was this, weed was that. Great. Welcome to 2023, where the weed we have is a lot fucking different. You're lucky to find any original strains that haven't been crossbred with some other super strain. Exactly. So, um, <clears throat> all right. So now I, I always kind of funny that the, the, you know, there's the studies that say medical cannabis can effectively reduce cancer pain. Uh, you know, and so the, the, you know, medical cannabis can relieve cancer pain and reduce the need for opioids and other mechanisms or other medications. A new study suggests 
My my question is like, we need a fucking study for this. Like seriously, we know that 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 this stuff uh, that this stuff uh, kills pain. Now our data suggests a role for medical cannabis as a safe and com- complementary treatment option in patients with cancer who fail to reach adequate pain relief through conventional analgesics such as opi- opioids. That the researchers concluded. Now the now the opioids are probably the reason why we're not seeing more movement because of course there's a lot more money in opiates that can be made versus. Uh, you know, growing a, a, a plant that and literally anybody can grow. I mean, they call it a weed for a reason because it will literally grow anywhere. I've actually known people who grew the shit in like a ditch. As long as you have a male and a female to do what plants do, you can grow fucking ganji. It's not hard, especially here in the South. We have a massive issue dea are a bunch of fucking dick licks they like to do the thermo imaging and all this other shit you know yes we do still have moonshiners in the fucking hills of our beautiful state yes we do have people who are trying to grow some good shit under the cover of whatever so yes you know keep fighting the good fight folks because fuck the man. Yes, exactly. So um, now, the, of course, you got another. You got another uh, story here that says marijuana helps cancer patients think more clearly and manage pain. Study using can- cannabis from dispensaries finds, of course, you know you would expect a dispensary to have a have a study like this. And I said, well, while cannabis produces intoxicating effects, and that initial high can temporarily impair cognition, patients who use marijuana products from state licensed dispensaries. Um, uh, for over two weeks actually started reporting clearer thinking the study from the University of Colorado found. Yeah, but again, uh, Big Pharma can't possibly fucking have somebody start getting better without their toxicity... Yeah, that's right, and and yeah, I mean, but it, but exactly, and and honestly, I mean, I can, I think, I, I feel like I've, I've, I think a lot clearer now than I started, you know, started some, you know, doing the smoking weed every day thing. You know? And it's interesting too, like because on a Saturday we'll get up and we'll have a morning, you know, coffee and chronic session, and it's amazing the stuff that kind of comes to the surface in the research that we're doing. Because it opens up like a door that you can't open without that higher consciousness. Exactly, and I think that's a. I, I agree. I agree with that, but it's, um, you know, it's just it's just really. Um, I'm just trying to find. I'm trying to find the spot that uh, that I was here. Um, the um, let, let's see. Um, well, while the cannabis produces, yeah, we talk about the initial high, right? The, the temporary impaired cognition. Patients who use marijuana products from state licensed dispensaries over two weeks actually reported clearer thinking, right? And then the, and then the findings of the study published in the journal Exploration in Medicine late last month were surprising. Researcher or, uh, Angela Bryan, a cancer survivor herself, said in a press release, "We thought we might see some problems with cognitive function," she said, "but people actually felt like they were thinking more clearly." It was was a surprise and also the 25 participants in the study said that they were sleeping better and experienced lower amounts of pain associated with their cancer symptoms or chemotherapy side effects ding fucking ding where is the bell people seriously yeah governments 
give a break to the people who have cancer. They're not guaranteed that they're going to have tomorrow. At least let them have today pain-free cognition intact. Yes. Let them smoke a fatty. It's not going to hurt you. If anything, it's going to give your state more revenue to do the things necessary, like employ the people who are needed to fix the roads, to keep the parks open for our kids, for our pets. Like, come on, stop living in the antiquated times where you think that this weed is such a problem. You want to regulate it? Fine. We'll allow that. But at least, you know, come to the table. Talk about the fact. It's, it's, God, God made this fucking plant. Obviously, are you saying God made a mistake? Because that's ultimately what you're saying. If you're not willing to legalize a plant that was put on this earth by the supreme being, then you're saying God made a mistake and you're blaspheming. Yeah, which there was a, there was a meme I saw earlier that I read to you and I can't, unfortunately, I probably can't find it now. This is how this works. Was that the ham one? Yes, that was about the oh ham one. Oh my God. I, okay, I, I, so all right, we're going to vamp for a minute. Okay, I actually, actually, do, actually, I actually do have it up here. And Look gonna, at this. This is funny AF, y'all. Yeah, so I'm, I'm taking, oh, wait a minute. I, oh, fucking, no. I, hold on, you fucking piece of shit. Homeboy okay, is go. not pro- productive with his tech today. Yeah, I'm deleting that one. Okay, so here we go. Is that ham processed? If it's processed... I don't want it. Well, ma'am, this is an 11-pound whole slab of deli ham. It has no bones, fat, or connective tissue. It is amalgamation of the meat of several pigs, emulsified, liquefied, strained, and ultimately inexorably joined in an unholy meat obelisk. God had no hand in the creation of this abhorrence. The fact that this ham monolith exists proves that God is either impotent to alter his universe or ignorant to the horrors taking place in his kingdom. This prism of pork is more than deli meat. It is a physical declaration of mankind's contempt for the natural order. It is hubris manifest. We also have a lower sodium variety if you would prefer that. We're going to post that in the chat, but I thought that was hilarious, especially because we have talked about the fact that deli meat is not... Yes, it, I'm going it, to put... It's a Franken-meat. It's processed food that should not be consumed. Okay, I'm going to post this in the chat right now, hopefully. Okay, wait a minute. Where are my... St- there we go. This is what I want. We're going to post this in, in, in hope. So from amalgamated meat, we go to this fentanyl epidemic that we have in the country. From 2016 to 2021... Age-adjusted drug overdose death rates involving fentanyl, methamphetamine, and cocaine increased, while drug overdose death death rates involved oxyco- involving oxycodone decreased, according to the CDC. Now, in 2021, the age-adjusted death rates for males were higher than the rates for females for all drugs analyzed. And among those aged 25 to 64, the highest rate of drug overdose deaths involved fentanyl. Although similar pattern was observed among those aged 0 to 24 years and 65 and over. First of all, why are we measuring people who are 0? What are you people doing to your children? Are you addicted and your kids are addicted at birth? This is how they get the 0 to however many years. And I'm pretty sure in order 
to be able to survive that child has to be weaned off of said substance i'm pretty sure that's how it works so how can you accurately say it's zero to 24 years when they wean the baby off which means that at less than a year old your ass should not have an addiction to any drug or we need to have a serious conversation with those parents just saying yes so there were no significant differences observed between the rates And fentanyl was also the most frequent opioid or stimulant drug involved in drug overdose deaths for the race and Hispanic origin groups analyzed. Well, isn't that lovely that they did this to minorities? Wow, that's not bias or anything. Now, I will say just, you know, very coincidentally that I happened to notice a fentanyl billboard in Nashville last night which compared the amount of fentanyl that a person would have to consume for a fatal dose in comparison to a penny. It was literally, as I've said before, the size of a fingernail. It was so infinitesimal. This is a horrible drug that is literally legal. It's being prescribed by doctors and it is being mixed with shit like molly and all of these other pill form drugs x just don't you know what i'm saying like just don't this shit needs to absolutely be outlawed it should not be allowed to be purchased with a prescription it is so fucking dangerous and it is not being properly regulated by our government in that respect no one should be able to get a prescription for that drug it is absolutely unacceptable and it is causing unnecessary overdoses and deaths of people yes our government should absolutely themselves be tried for crimes against the population well that's a big topic. All right, so... I'm we, just saying, this yeah. This is where Phoenix fucking takes her rants, because I have very strong feelings on things, and I have a platform on which to express those feelings, ergo our podcast. And you wonderful people tune in to hear my rants, so there you go, yet another. Yeah, so we have a voicemail from... from a, we have a follow-up from one of our... Uh, I'm excited! Play this! Okay, so I'm going to play this. We're going to do this right now. The Reaper, the Ganja, the... The Devil's Lettuce, the uh, my personal favorite, the Giggle Bush, right? This weirdo again, as I stand here with a blunt in my hand, flipping these pork chops on the grill. Let go. So my great uncle lives next door. He's in his 80s. Kansas defunded a bunch of school stuff and blah blah blah. So he said, I don't know how they're gonna make the money back. I said, Oh shit, they should probably. Legalized cannabis because, you know, look, Colorado making all this money, Oklahoma making all this money, Missouri making all this money, and Kansas sitting here trying to give me a felony for a fucking blunt. So, like, he said, oh, no, it'll really go to hell if they do that, as if alcohol isn't single-handedly responsible for ruining thousands and thousands and thousands of families. Perfectly legal to go and get you this beer right here, right up gas station but I can't go get me no no thinking man's tobacco sit down and be a threat to nothing but a fucking cheesecake but you know about a bunch of crock of shit isn't it anyway I just thought that that was uh I just needed to say that I guess I don't know 
That was a pretty good show today. You guys are awesome. Everybody have a good one. Bye. Thank you so much, weirdo. And you know what? I'm right there with you. You know, alcohol has been legal for X amount of years. And how many deaths have been attributed to drinking and driving? How many families have been ripped apart because dad comes home completely fucking sauced and starts wailing on mom or the kids? Like, fucking seriously. I can tell you, I've known many stoners in my life. They're not violent. They just want to fucking sit there and groove on some delicious tunes. They want to smoke their fucking ganja. They want to be left the fuck alone. I've never known anyone to be stoned out of their mind and speeding down the fucking interstate. I've known any I've never known anyone who's overdosed on weed unless it was laced, and I've never known anyone who's been blitzed out of their mind that wanted to pick a fight with anyone. Unless you're jacking somebody's fucking bud. Yeah, okay? ex- exactly. Which Why the government can't get it through their heads that alcohol is a major problem, yet it's legal. Weed, not so much. Yeah. And I've often said, I'd rather have my parents uh, be stoned out of their fucking mind than drunk. Because exactly, because alcohol fucks with your brain. And it, it does. It causes a lot of people to get violent. They think that they're 10 foot tall and bulletproof. I've known of, never known anyone to smoke weed and then try to pick a fucking fight. Yeah. No, so. they're more like trying to dissolve the fight. And and yes. prevent the conflict. Like, no, man, come here, man. We smoke a bowl about it. It be Ali. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think somebody is uh, claiming that they need more liquor, and, and and I, I don't I don't doubt this that they need more liquor. But uh, I wish I don't know where I put the clip for that. I had a I had a clip for this that that somebody needs more liquor, and and I can't. And this is uh, yeah, I can't do that. I don't know why. Uh, but anyway, the and yeah. we know Sir Bemrose needs more liquor. We're sorry that Phone Boy can't find that particular drop on his particular electronic device right now. He may or may not be intoxicated and or uh, stoned, which I warned him against doing. So he will have to be whipped appropriately after we're done with Studio Thirty Three tonight. So if Phone Boy comes in with a smile on his face Monday morning, you all will know why. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, so, um, all right, we, we're, okay, so now I think we need to get to the next, uh, the, to the final segment for the show. I, I think the listeners are sick and tired of hearing our asses, so we should, probably should wrap it. Yeah, well, we've got one more. We find, got, find, find something to wrap around. <laughs> I've been slow cooking it all day in my vagina. So, so what's, so what is cooking tonight? I take absolutely no responsibility for that clip. So tonight I'm, I'm being a little, uh, brave and I'm actually going to attempt during Studio 33 to smoke a chicken on the smoker, which you were kind enough to take and put in a brine that you created. I did. Very sexy. I did. For this particular chicken that came from Casey Farms, which is why we'll be sending the pictures of the prep and the final result to them. Yes. And I'm excited about it. I love when I get to play with fire, fire. Fire, fire, fire. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'll be probably communicating via shouting from the third floor to the bottom floor as I'll be sitting outside with the smoker with the stream on. So, you know, I'll be propagating our own formula. Um, I'm a little arrogant like that. 
Yeah, there you go. Um, so, um, yeah, so we get... But we'll post pictures. Yeah, and then you had a... You wanted to talk about caprese salad. Yeah, I found this great recipe. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed, y'all, because there's this beautiful recipe for a caprese salad, which is basically tomatoes, mozzarella, and basil with a vinaigrette-type dressing. A lot of people use a balsamic vinaigrette, but you can use whatever you want. And I love a good caprese salad. And then I realized... Phone Boy doesn't like tomatoes, so I cannot feature this as a dish that I create as a dinner for us because he doesn't like tomatoes. Even though I'm not going to confirm or deny in July, the uh, Granger County Tomato Festival occurs and... I, I want so bad for you to like tomatoes because Granger County tomatoes are tits. Uh, well, anyway. I, like I said, I mean, I think I told you that that the tomatoes that 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 the heifer grew uh, in in these raised beds, I actually had a couple of them. They were not they were not terrible. So ultimately, if I held that recipe off until the. Uh, Granger County Tomato Festival, you would be willing to partake of this as a dinner with tomatoes from said county. Yes, I think think that's a fair... Okay, so Petalheads, you can be expecting that at the end of July, which is when this festival is held, we will be procuring some Granger County tomatoes and making this particular recipe for a caprese salad because there's in my opinion there's very few things that touch me the way a tomato basil and mozzarella mix with some beautiful dressing to give it that extra pop of flavor it's just ovi at that point okay i I found this clip things have moved around that's why i couldn't find it Bemrose needs more liquor. And well, yes, and it applies the to... truth. Yes, um, I, th- I think we need more liquor, too, probably. You don't need jack shit, son. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now... I'm just kidding. Okay. Now, what, what is needed, however, is the, these these dimwits at this place called Plate and Bowl, which is... They need to just stop their yeah, shit. Yeah, so... Okay, this is, this is an article we talked about last week. This is in our local paper, and it actually... They had published it in... So, the, 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 they, there's, a, there's a paper that's published for the, 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 you know, for the Glade, where we live, and this was re- basically republished from the Crossville Chronicle with some additional information. So, um, so, the owners of the recently opened private membership restaurant Plate and Bowl at Village Green Mall say they will continue running their business as a Christian-based social club, quote-unquote, even though the state has ordered them to close it for operating without a permit. Bethany said they won't comply. The Luchettas contend that they have a constitutional right to run their restaurant without government interference. We're standing our ground as far as remaining private, Bethany said in an April 26th uh, telephone interview with The Sun. The Luchettas opened their private membership eatery so that they could avoid what Bethany called government overreach, such as forced closings that occurred during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, I just want to break in real quick and say that here in our beautiful state, even if restaurants weren't able to allow patrons to come in and sit, they were still open doing takeout orders. So they weren't necessarily losing much at all in the way of revenue. So I find her argument here in our beautiful state of, oh, we're doing this because we don't want to be able to be shut down. Look, you have the option to just do curbside. And believe me, plenty of restaurants have and still are doing curbside and it is a fantastic 
venture because let's just face it people are lazy if they don't have to get out of their vehicles and someone will literally bring them their fucking order to go home and feed their herd of carb consuming sugar laden fuck trophies and you know other halves then like get a clue and and honestly one of the things that really irked the shit out of me about this particular article <clears throat> excuse me was that they keep harping on the fact they they keep drawing sympathy in my opinion from the fact that oh we're christian oh well you know he fell in love with the state yeah. of tennessee when he was stationed in memphis for some marine you know u.s navy training yeah and, and i can tell you because i've been to memphis yeah it's a little different than this part of it it's a whole lot different yeah very if different. you fell in love with tennessee via what you saw in memphis then your ass needs to stay in fucking Chirac. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, yeah. So it kind of gives you extra security as far as keeping your doors open in the event of another shutdown, Bethany said in another telephone interview. We went this direction and a lot of other places are doing it. And I think I, I- would love to know what other places are doing it. Yeah, because. Oh, wait, I hit the button. I'm trying to hit the button. Good button. Come on. <clears throat> Bullshit. There we go. Yeah, especially because that boots on the ground that I was talking about earlier about some of the riders that I had, the universe provided me a beautiful gift by giving me not one, but two riders who have not only lived in Chicago, but have also lived in California. And both of them confirmed that they've never even heard of these social clubs where you have to pay a membership fee or sign a contract to eat there. Okay, so I'm going to read it. So there's a, there's a piece that was in the, the actual paper, right? So the, the we have the online article linked in the in the uh, we'll have it linked in the show notes, but um, but uh, in the in the actual paper, and it's actually and we we I have it here uh, that that about this family. So background on the Lucetta family based on an interview with Bethany Vince has been a kitchen manager at Stonehenge Grill since June of 2022 before he and Bethany started their restaurant. Before that, he was a sous chef at the private Palma Valley Country Club near San Diego, California. So there's your California connection. And I want to point out the fact, if y'all listened to last week's show, I completely called the fact these fucking people were not local. And I even (coughs) think I might have even said they were definitely left coasters. Yeah, so I think you did, too. So Vince's connection to Tennessee began in the 1990s while he was undergoing training in the U.S. Navy near Memphis, which is, yeah, in Memphis. Yeah, by the way, it's literally the other end of the state. And, Completely. Uh, yes, and... Um, it's yeah, a shithole. It's a, it is a shithole. Yes, and he, he later was in the music business. Okay, well, whatever, for whatever that's worth. Before his yeah, work, I haven't in, figured out why that's a relevant fact. Yes, before is, is that like trying to say that he's kind of hit all the major cities here in our beautiful state because you know you have Memphis, you have Nashville, you have Knoxville, and then you could even go so far as to say Johnson City and whatnot. As you know, the the major dots on the map in Tennessee. I, I haven't figured out what the point is that he was in the music industry. Yes, uh, Bethany. Well, maybe it's tied in Nashville because Nashville is also related to the music industry. 
I'm aware of that. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Is yeah, well, that was that was that's, that, that, that's, that brings a tie into maybe Nashville, even though that Nashville they can't say he was in Nashville. So, therefore, yeah. So, but before his work in Palma uh, Valley, uh, Vince owned a pop up barbecue operation in Illinois. Yeah, funny. No, what happened there? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bethany is a real estate broker. She's also so, a, you know she totally knows about owning a restaurant or running one. Yes, and uh, there's plenty of real estate professionals just driving up and down uh you know peavine here there's a bunch of uh oh yeah all you got to do is take a trip down peavine and you've got a plethora of yeah you'll know for sale signs yes on things yeah so she's also a solo coach and a life coach which she calls her passion which scares the shit out of me if i'm honest yes she helps primarily women who are in a crisis of faith or facing struggles now Bethany isn't that fucking everybody let's just be honest yeah, exactly so Bethany said that she and Vince were attracted to Tennessee in part because there is less government overreach here than there is in Illinois and California now yeah the government fees are lower too now now she said they also Ultimately, you're looking at two blue states in comparison to a red state I think they saw this as oh these people you know it's a blue state and they'll just let us no. come in with our big city California dick and swing it around and everybody will comply. And I think what they're going to ultimately find out is they're going to be put in their place. I predict it. Put it in the purple book. Within six months, Platon Bowl no longer exists. Okay. I want, I want y'all to mark the date. Exactly. So now she also said they like the idea of moving to Tennessee because of its beauty. They have friends in Crossville and the area has a good family base. They moved to the Deer Creek community of Crossville last year. Now Bethany and Vince homeschool their daughter, Livy. Now, so... Which I want to point out, they literally spent, spelled this girl's name L-I-V-V-Y. What's the use of the extra V? Asking for a friend. Okay, well, now, 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 Bethany, in this article, Bethany disputes the department's claim that the restaurant was not inspected. She said the restaurant was inspected during the first of three visits from the Cumberland County Health Department employees. Now, there was no plate and bowl inspection report on the state's website where all such reports are posted for public viewing. Now, that- Yeah, and we tried to look at this. We we tried to do a little bit of digging, so it wasn't just a glaze-over thing. We were unable to find any report that stated that the place had been inspected either. Yeah, exactly. So, now, I mean, and we you know, were in reading this article that we just realized that just how doomed, because, okay, so, you know, we don't want no agenda, right? That there's lots of, there's different motivations, right? You're never going to hear, uh, you know, on mainstream media, anybody ever question Big Pharma, because Big Pharma pretty much owns the, the the mainstream media. Yeah, all you got to do is listen to any advertisements, you know, brought to you by Pfizer. That's right. So, um... But uh, in this, okay, so we don't have that motivation here. This is so. This is a truly local story. I mean, we could walk to this place. That's how close it is, right? Truly, it, yeah. It's it, it's not not that far. And uh, you actually kind of pass by it when you go on some of your runs. That's true. I do. And and and, and but but this is and, and so it's a real basic thing. It's like okay, if a government employee actually looked at your place now, we, now we did get some feedback from some folks that government that uh, it's you know not all government inspection is what all it's cracked up to be. We got a we got a, a message from Peace and Pop- Prosperity. You talked about the fact that they only uh, inspected uh, restaurants in Hawaii like every two years, and by and it was by appointment so that you could prepare. 
It almost kind of reminds you of how DCF works when they're going to come to look at your place. They'll let you know, like they'll make an appointment with you. So obviously a lot of these, you know, people who should not have their children, ultimately they're given fair warning that there's going to be an inspection. So they clean the place up. They do this, they do that. And ultimately that's why a lot of kids are not put into foster care that need to be because they're in a very dangerous situation. But I'm not going to get on my high horse about that. We're going to stay on the fact that ultimately if I walk into an establishment and they don't have their health score on the wall, I'm walking back out. And even if you do have your health score, I'm just going to say maybe I'm virtue signaling a little bit, but even if you do have a health score of an appropriate level on your wall, when you present me with a contract that says that I need to sign this in order to be able to eat at your establishment, my money spends just as well at another establishment that's not going to you know, yeah. ask me to do so. So, you know, peace, have a nice day, I'm out. Yeah, the, the, that's the kind of establishment you want to run. Yeah, well, good luck to you. I hope you, uh, you know. Yeah, but do it by the, you know, do do it by the rules, do it by the book. I'm not, you know, I, I've been accused of being, you know, on the side of the government. I want to clarify the fact I absolutely am not on the side of the government. Fuck Big Pharma, fuck government, fuck Joe Biden. Yeah. This is- and ultimately... Follow the rules as long as the rules are going to make sure everyone else is safe. I get the fact you don't want to get shut down, but instead of going, oh, that's a government overreach, we're not going to comply with the rules. Well, guess what? You're going to get shut down, and at some point, they're going to take heavy chains, and they're going to lock the doors to your establishment and not allow you in. The person who you're leasing your space from is going to find out what you're doing. They're going to find out you're not complying with state and local government laws, and they're going to revoke your lease. You're going to lose this fight. I assure you. Yeah. Not that these people are even going to hear our show, but I'm just saying, like, they cannot win this fight. I'm sorry. As as much as I would love to support their cause, I think they're spending too much time virtue signaling on the fact that, oh, we're Christians. Oh, he's a veteran. You know, oh, this and that. You know what? Stop trying to Californize my Tennessee. Yes. All right? Nobody wants your little social supper club. And if they did, then comply in order to run it. I'm not trying to shit on anyone who wants to have a business. I think it's fantastic. But there are certain rules that have to be complied with in order to keep the public safe. And that is ultimately what we want to see. We want to see people be healthy. We want to see people live their best life and be safe because you don't know. Like I've taken Save Surf or I'm sorry, Serve Safe courses. Okay, I've graduated with high numbers on Serve Safe courses on how things need to be so that people don't get sick. And that's ultimately what this is about. It's not about the government trying to shut your establishment down. It's not about them trying to infringe upon your ability to run an establishment that you have to sign a contract for. As long as your contract abides by state and local laws, you're good to go. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you're you're fighting windmills, Don Quixote, and it's not worth it. Yeah, well, and, and honestly, yeah, it feels like the wrong battle being fought the wrong place, so. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and, and I don't think it's going to fly here, you know. It, yeah, I really don't. Yeah, it didn't fly other places, apparently, so. Well, that's what gets me. It talks about how this guy had a pop-up barbecue place in Illinois. Apparently, that didn't 
yield success. Otherwise, y'all would still be in Illinois. So you obviously don't know how to run a restaurant. Yeah. that That's what I read from that. Plus, if you look at the article from last week where they talk about like, oh, we used the word alchemy and we didn't even know what it meant. And then we found out what it meant. So we took it out. Why would you put some language in a contract that you don't know what the hell it means? That seems to me to be very ignorant. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, well... Well, we, we, we understand that these people are, are you know, they're, they're, there's some ignorance there. But, all right. So. Um, yeah, I, a whole, like, truckload. Yes. All right. So, I'm seriously, like. So fucking over this. I really am. Yeah. So, all right. We, we, I think we're going to end this. And, uh, and I think it ends something like this. Jordan fades back. Swoosh. And that's the game. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you. I'm out. You're still here? It's over. Go home.